Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 334. Hopefully you guys have had an amazing Saturday. I sure have. Got a great guest for you tonight. I know you should have seen him around in their chats as Rooster Farms. Our our, uh, screen says Joan Farms, but it's... One in the same, correct? You want to tell us how we're doing and uh, how we can find you tonight? Buddy, uh, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, Jones Farm. Uh, that's about it. two places I'm at. How you doing today, my friend? Doing good, bud. Other than this rain, all this rain we haven't, but other than that, I'm good. Boy, I some rain is not a problem yet. I'm actually, I wish rain was a problem to be honest with you. I'd be tired of the snow, so rain, rain with a little bit of rain would be nice. Yeah, it ain't let up here for two days, uh, and then the ground's already full and it's just running everywhere. Well, hopefully, it doesn't uh, get detrimental for you. Anyway, so, uh, would you got something you're smoking on tonight? What what do you oh, yeah. brought to the table for us? I got a I got a little variety stash there. Uh, just uh, I got some white Russian, uh, some Bandern Russian cross, some Jerry Garcia, a uh, little Cinderella '99, just a little jar of mixed, like like a little variety. Nothing wrong with that for sure. So, what's your what's your top shelf out of those there? Which one would you uh, put in the highest regard out of those? Well, Eagle, uh, I've had the Russian for probably twelve or thirteen years. I've run it indoor, outdoor, every way you can run it, and I've it's been my baseline for a long time. And uh, I just hard to get away from it. But I've got into some of the newer stuff. I've been running some TK and Sugarcane cross uh, washes real good uh, and actually real good, you know, quality. But uh, I, I, I got my main lines, and then I got stuff I, I bring in, experiment with a little bit, and call through it, and just try to keep what I like, you know, what works. But I, the Jerry Garcia, uh, my my little area here is famous for it uh it that's what they known for here around my county is uh that the jerry <laughs> i've seen it all over the world uh give it to friends and stuff but uh it's uh mold resistant uh it's just amazing uh you can set it and forget it pretty much <laughs> uh works real good you gotta love them type of strains that's the fine one right that's the Real yeah, strain. it's it's like a almost like a pineish, which a lot of it we've run in pine patches too and stuff. But uh, it's it's got a piney, um, skunky onion, like a piney skunky onion, wild onion sort of. It's a, it's just it's different. Uh, it's an older terp, you know, foul, but it's it's different. Uh, and then one of my buddies, he bred some uh, uh, that burnt Acapulco gold into that strain and give me some back. 
and it it actually woke it back up. It uh, it's got that good gold look. Um, heck, uh, uh, you can see that, but it uh, it yeah, it's just hard to beat. You know what I mean? Uh, admire it for my place. You know, it works good. Uh, I've run I run a lot of I've tried different stuff and this and that. And it seems like it's always been a keeper, you know, uh, just pretty much bulletproof. Uh, it, you don't have to baby it or none of that. It'll, it'll thrive. <laughs> um, it, it likes to grow. I love them pine turds. I, I can see, I can see why you'd keep them around. That's for sure. Why do you, is there something that stands out for you on them that, you know, it's the reason why you keep it around? Or is it just the strain in general? Well, I tell you, uh, like a lot of these newer strains, they're not too, or what I've ordered and found, a lot of them is great strains, but they're just not tough enough for the rugged, you know, terrain, <laughs> the weather and stuff. And you can put some of the Jerry Garcia in it and it just it makes it makes it a lot tougher. Seems like uh, they they vigorous, but they're also you don't have to worry about bugs or pests. Uh, I mean it. Well, last year we had a horrible worst season I've seen since I've been playing with it, and uh, it rained from first of August plumb through to October, and everything down low hit rotted or bug. You know, didn't do no good. But the stuff up in the mountains and then higher up, perfectly fine. Uh, not a problem, you know. And I should have had more of that down low, but I didn't. Uh, I was trying to rush in and this and that down low. But it's uh, it's just it's strong. It, uh, you don't have to pack water. and all. I mean, I don't even water. I set them and check them three times and that's it, you know, uh, outdoor. I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, it's almost like it's adapted to my area or something. It, a lot of people, I've heard people say, oh, that shit grows wild over in North County, don't it? Uh, no, it don't grow wild, but it'll grow wild. You know, it grows wild. <laughs> but uh, it's just, it's rugged. It's It's been a good one. And uh, I actually run some amnesia haze that I got from Nirvana back 15 years ago. And it's the only strain I found that, is as bulletproof, you know, far as pest and weather and powdery mildew. Seems like the terps of that amnesia haze are run bugs off or something. Uh, it's just weird. <laughs> You'll have a skunk plant or something over here and they'll eat it up and won't touch. I've had them actually standing side by side and uh, stuff would eat another one and not even touch these, you know. It's just, it's what, you, it's just what works for me, you know. Um, basically but it's it's also a great one man uh i like i've seen it like i said all over the place and uh it seems to do good no matter where you know uh it don't matter where you take it it it'll do good it, it may change a little bit as far as bag appeal but you know it it, it strives it's uh I, it's more like a land race i guess i don't know but it it definitely is a tough one. I, I've never, I had some Northern Light five years ago that uh, was a similar to it. You know, it could stand about anything. 
but uh, that's one of the reasons a lot of people, it, it, well, like I said, my, my area is known for it. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, one of the ones we, it's known for around here. Um, and it's always been, it's just the go-to and it's stable, you know. Uh, I've never had a herm <laughs> out of it. Uh, I've stressed it, uh, torture chambered it. <laughs> I've put it through the mill and I've never seen a herm or nothing like that, you know, but uh, it works out real good. Uh, I actually, uh, had, I've only run probably two or three rooms of it indoor and hell, it, it's, it's better indoor than it is outdoor, to be honest with you, uh, as far as, you know, getting it out of it. But uh, it's just a rugged outfit. Uh, and it seems to cross good, you know. Uh, I've only found a couple things that it wouldn't cross with over a period of 15 years or 16, you know. Uh, seems like it just goes about good with anything. I actually bred it over some blueberry three years ago and I finally got around to running some of those last year outside and I was impressed uh which like I said it was a shitty season but the ones up high they still killed it you know um but the ones down low uh I had a lot of stuff I was experimenting with and trying out and uh I lost I don't even know how many I lost but uh seems like it's one that works for me you know in my situation uh works out real good and it'll it'll yield good uh you know uh, it's got more like i said of like a tiny skunky wild onion <laughs> it's just hard to explain but and the hash uh it makes uh super nice hash uh i actually uh it'll have it's more like a like a northern lightish taste uh maybe a little acapulco goldish northern lightish turp sort of like me to in the when you make hash out of it it's, it's sort of like that but I, I i like it and some of the newer stuff like i said i've, I've been playing with some tk and sugar cane and then tk and scoops and it's i'll be honest with you i can't say nothing bad about it it's uh it's there uh I've just been working it and trying to get it the way I want it, you know, um, playing around with it. But uh, it don't seem as tough and rough, you know, can't handle the elements and stuff as this. But maybe in a few years of me having it here, you know, I can I can fix that, uh, make it a little more adaptable, you know. It seems like it takes me about three or four years to get them climatized to my area, you know, which I got to we in a good place, but it seems like here in the last four or five years, dude, the bugs, the bugs I've never seen before been dealing with. And not only that, it'll start raining the end of September or end of August or September and it'll rain for a month or two months, you know, and that's hard on people. Uh, well, hell, even the gardens, I grow all my I garden, grow everything in the garden. I eat too a lot, but even the gardens have been you know, not doing too good. Last year, uh, I planted green beans like three or four times, uh, finally to get a mess of good beans, you know. Uh, it's almost like, uh, I don't know, uh, something like Mother Nature's mad at us or something. Uh, don't want us to grow nothing or something. But it, it is, it's a challenge. But hopefully... Uh, 
last year was definitely a weird year for like outside growth. It, you know? it was. I don't know what's up. It's like the seasons have like swung a little bit. You know what I mean? They're out of calendar whack. You know what I mean? Yes. Seemingly. I agree. Uh, totally agree. I think that's where the that's the only good thing about the autos is that I found. It. I mean, not knocking autos or nothing, but seems like you know they they do get you can get those done and in before that wet swamp comes. You know, uh, it seems like uh, like well, actually, last year if it wouldn't have been for those, I'd have been uh, up the creek. <laughs> but uh, heck, they did super great. But now the regular ones and you know, full season term, it was worst. I've been playing with this, the plants for hitting game foul is all I've ever, I worked, sold mining equipment stuff, and I got out of a job in 2014. And by then I had my game foul on point and uh, had them in the Philippines and Mexico too. And uh, heck, I said, well, it's do or die, you know, now it's either make it or sink. <laughs> And I took off with it, bub, and those two things is something that I've, I've dedicated my whole life to, you know. Uh, I never was interested. I, I got old hot rods, and I love old Fords, but, you know, the the game foul breeding, and I got my hound dogs, uh, that, yeah, hunting, fishing, that's, I love outdoors, you know, and that's just, I think that's why we went hand-to-hand at an early, you know, very early with it there, uh, and I just fell in love with both of them. And that's, you fool with something every day, you, you eventually, you figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a labor of love right there, for sure. It doesn't take long to, like, for those roots to kind of sink in. You know what I mean? Once that canvas plant's gotcha, it's gotcha. You know what I mean? Well, I've heard you say it, like, uh, the growing it, the, the, people don't realize uh i'm a prime i can i can heck i told you i've heard you say it and i've told you uh it i got depressed and this and that when i lost i worked every day for like 18 years and up and lost my job that's different you know what i mean i have two kids i'm panicking out and uh which i you know i saved my money and invested what i had worked with what i had and i took a little sawmill on a dozer and uh I said, well, it's, you know, now it's time to see if I can make it or not, you know. And, uh, shoot, I ain't looked back since. I've been my own boss since 2014. Uh, just do my thing, you know what I mean? Uh, and this COVID, I think people, I don't know, it seemed like life was going by so fast and everything. And this this COVID sort of made people stop and think, you know, hey, you better slow it down and enjoy what you got, you know. I mean, spend time with you kids and family or whatever uh you can chase a dollar later you know or whatever uh but it sure slowed me you know i've been wide open my whole life and between losing my job and then like i said i got back on my feet and if it wouldn't have been for the plant i i've been on it's on time where i'd have been you know uh truthfully but it is the by far the best medicine i've ever found uh i at one time i uh, Eagle, I was taking six blood pressure pills a day. Uh, my my cholesterol was so high that they couldn't even read it. <laughs> and uh, blood pressure was through the roof. 
they told me I was a time bomb. So what they told me at the hospital said, you're a walking time bomb. And I wasn't but like 37 years old then. And uh, I started, got on a good a good diet. And uh, heck, I never, I never really did stop using my cannabis. Uh, and I got, uh, I, I sort of stopped when I was working for that company because I drove a truck a lot. And uh, I got back introduced to the plant and I, which they did find a, a mass on my adrenal gland that was producing too much of something and making my, that's nothing would bring my blood pressure down. And uh, they went in there and took that adrenal gland off the top of my kidney. And, and uh, dude, that lady told me, she said, you're going to be a different person with the normal blood pressure, you know, because I dealt with it all my life. They just kept throwing blood pressure pills at me and they wouldn't work, you know, and I'd keep taking them since I was 12 years old. And, uh, they took that adrenal gland out and uh, I was off for like six weeks and I started using my cannabis again and I went back to the doctor like in four weeks and which it had been I'd been on a diet for about a month and a half and four weeks after that surgery and my blood pressure was perfect my cholesterol was perfect and uh, they's like you know what what how you do it and I said well I just you know quit eating fast food mostly and where I drove that truck, you just, it's, you know, convenient. You pull up and get food, you, you know, it's all you got to get. And uh, I got it lined out, which is quarantine. I've, I've sort of been, got a little bit away from it, but it's still, my blood pressure and stuff's perfect. Uh, cholesterol and all that. And not just the mental aspect of it. Like you said, growing that plant, it's about like raising chickens or something. It's therapeutic. Uh, when you unzip that door or walking out it's just stress leaves you know uh it's it's amazing man uh i reckon i i got a couple buddies and that's what i they they've been stressing out over all this and i told them man you know try growing something you know what i mean uh just try it uh it, no harm no foul here i'll give you this that <laughs> you ain't got no excuse try it you know because it works man it it's soothing uh relax works and it's it's really saved me, like I said, heck, uh, and around here, man, in the mountains, uh, the government they uh, they're pumping this junk out to people left and right, uh, legal drug dealing, pretty much I call it. Uh, this suboxone and all this stuff, and I I'm glad Virginia, like I said, I'm hoping in two years Virginia will be legal, but uh, I think that's one of the reasons this area. They want to sell that junk, that them chemicals, you know, and they don't want nobody to actually be healthy and do right. Uh, I think that's kept a lot of the legalization out here, you know, was pharmaceutical, these big pharmaceuticals. Because uh, I, I saw a thing a while back, uh, like a couple of the little towns around me, they were prescribing enough pain pills for like four cities, you know, I mean, in a little town. I mean, just unreal, dude. Uh, sickening really uh it is it just demons man but uh heck uh i sort of like i say i, I live back in the sticks in the mountain country and no my mom dad's the only neighbor close neighbor i got and uh hell they pretty good ways away but uh wouldn't have it no other way you know uh, I, I enjoy it i love it i tell everybody we we three years behind time up here where i'm at and it's a good thing you know <laughs> in some ways it, I'm glad we're behind time, but uh, it, it's just, man, 
anybody that knocks it should try it before they knock it, you know, in my book. Uh, I've seen some some of the stuff that I've, I've seen people come off oxy cottons with it, dude. Uh, like I say, these old junk the government gives out, butamorph suboxone or whatever, methadone. Same people beat every bit of that, you know, with this plant uh, and other people, you know, die from it. But that's what I say. Uh, I just, and I don't think we really know all the good medical benefits of it yet. Maybe they just now starting to open up that, you know, and look into it. But uh, it's sure saved my life, I tell you. We're definitely just finding out what the plant is capable of. And I'm glad to hear you get off all that shit. It, it, it really bothers me to hear so many people time after time after time to hear people. I went to the doctor and they just threw me a prescription or something. It's like they didn't even like check to see if the what the problem was, if they could fix it. You know what I mean? And, and that, fixing it's their last their last solution you know you want me to go in fuck again just throw you pills what do you mean you come back every month and you're right you you nailed it they are pretty much drug dealers they do go to school they do serve their purpose in a lot of ways but when commercials come on for drugs and they tell you ask your doctor if you can have this drug that's the same of saying hey Ask your drug dealer if this drug's right for you. It's the same thing. I'm sorry. Dude, I've seen what that shit does. Uh, I got family, help people right around me, you know, friends. Damn, they look older than their dad, uh, Eagle. Uh, damn no tea. I mean, you know, and I'm not, not hell, everybody makes mistakes. If you ain't making mistakes, you ain't learning the way I look at it. But damn, uh, it's just has to be some bad shit you know what i mean uh when i see what it does to people i'm like damn uh scary actually but you're right uh and i think it all boils down to they you know these damn pill deal salesmen or rep, pharmaceutical reps they just you know they they don't want people to use a, a plant that god made you know uh that can probably cure a hundred different things with no side effects they want to put you on this they want to try this uh, I think they experiment with a lot of people too, uh, Eagle. They, but well, here, try this. Help, like if your car tears up, you go to YouTube and see what the hell to do to it. I believe they go on a damn computer and see, you know, what, well, his symptoms sounds like is. Here, try this. Uh, you know, and hell, you look at the side effects and why you've been better up. I mean, get your quarter moonshine, you know, I mean, uh, crazy. Uh, it's just crazy. But that's, world we live in and I mean unfortunately but I just I'm glad that you know because I'm glad it's getting legal and ain't looked down on you know what I mean uh hell I I've had a whizinator for 20 years you know uh when I worked I had to use the whizinator just you never knew when you know uh, I bought me a whizinator out of high times on 97 98 I believe man that some bitch was worth its weight in gold uh but now you know i think which hell i work myself now don't worry about it but you know what this is always frowned upon hell it's okay for you to take 15 percocets but lord don't smoke a joint on saturday off work you know what i mean like, what the hell where y'all from you know uh crazy uh 
and what somebody does on when they go home every evening, hell, that's their business, you know. Uh, I hate that it stays in your system like it does, but something you do Saturday night, you shouldn't, you know, hell, it shouldn't have nothing to do with work Monday morning, you know what I mean? Uh, messed up, well, man. you know, there's you, there's a difference between cannabis and other drugs, and I don't think people realize this difference, okay? Uh, way most drugs work, a lot of drugs work, are counter-responses from your body, okay? They're, they're things you, you ingest and they, they're scientifically wanting to promote responses out of you. So a lot of, lot of drugs that they, you ingest, what, the way they work is your body's reaction to get them the fuck out of your system. You know what I mean? As far, especially as far as like street drugs, cocaine, meth and shit like that. You're getting high from your body going, I need this the fuck out now. You know what I mean? Where cannabis, your body's like, I need this shit around. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is medicine. We can use this. Let's save a little bit of this for later. We need this for our joints and shit. That's why your body retains cannabis, I, in my opinion, a little bit better than, you know, the poisons where you're, you know, yes. the highest. Get it out of your system. You know what I mean? It's panic. Oh, That's the highest, basically panic. <laughs> yeah. You know? I agree. It, it is. So, yeah. And you know what? I, I told my buddy a couple it's been a few weeks ago, we was talking, and I told him, I was like, why didn't they ban tobacco and legalize marijuana back in the 40s or whenever they done, you know? Hell, tobacco's way more harmful than damn cannabis, I think, uh, you know, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, you can go anywhere and buy a pack of cigarettes for an arm and a leg now, but, uh, you know, but, Lord, cannabis, that's that's the devil's lettuce, you know, uh, whatever, but... Uh, I think imagine how many lives they'd have saved if they'd have just done away with the tobacco and let let the cannabis, you know, legalize the cannabis back then. Which I guess you know it was probably all about money. The reason they legalized, legalized or made it a drug anyway, it was probably dealing with dollars. You know what I mean? That, that changes a lot of things. It definitely had everything to do with dollars, but they looked at it in the wrong. The aspects they they used it they viewed it as a threat from an industry that they had already established that they didn't want to give up the petrol system they were making too many plastics a lot of stuff out of that they make too much money off the fossil fuels they're already set up why do they want to you know bring in something new and you know take that and you know they can do so many things which that should have been there you know this is renewable we can do all this stuff out of that we're doing just gonna cost a little bit of change but you know it's gonna be good in the long run they didn't want that we got money we got overhead right now we don't want to change things i think that had a lot to do with it to be honest with you there was just too many good things about it and as far as like the drug companies go and stuff right now man i have been on the record of saying that i i, I worry seriously about recreational cannabis i i'd love to see it i can't wait to see it but as far as medical aspects of like we talking about is pushing these medic the medicines off our plate recreation is not gonna happen or not gonna help that i don't believe it'll make right. it available and everything but the research that's being done for medical cannabis will dwindle you know what i mean in my eyes 
Big Pharma has won and won in part by the legal rec recreational cannabis because you know that as as when we were pushing it as a medical you know what i mean this this is a medicine this could save it that was a direct threat to the pharmaceutical industry they didn't want that they don't want you growing yourself they don't want you taking care of yourself so you know if they put all their money into backing recreational cannabis well now they win you get to smoke they we shut the fuck up about you know how their medicines are terrible and then they can also keep pushing us their poison and now they can start recreational farms you know what i mean they can diversify you know what i mean start making money they can keep pushing their poisons win 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 for them you know it's sad it, it's really kind of sad what will could happen anyway you're exactly right uh i agree with you uh that's exactly right um 100%. It's sad, uh, which, you know, and which I, that pe more people are getting educated, man, you know, uh, about the plant, you know, uh, 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 even in my, which where I'm at, like I said, it's, it's been a way of life since I, first I can remember, you know, uh, around here. Uh, but like I say, we, we three to five years behind time, which is a good thing, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I mean, it's it's like a lot of the older guys that I see, they're healthier than most 40-year-olds. And they'll be 68, 70 years old, and I guarantee you can't keep up with them in the mountains. You know, uh, you better have you a six-pack of water and you know, you're ready to go. Uh, and I think that's why they so daggone healthy and stuff is because they don't take all this junk and garbage, you know. They don't eat all this foolishness. They grow their own food, raise their own meats, uh, I mean, you know, they, very little did they have to go get, you know, uh, they can their vegetables, got a, a we call them uh, root seller, sellers here, but seller full of canned green beans and food. And uh, I think that that's why uh, never drink a pop, you know, may drink three pops a, a week or something. And I'm telling you, I look at them old guys and I'm like, damn, that's the secret right there, you know, uh, stay away from all this food that these people are pumping out and all this medicine and chemicals, uh, leave that shit alone. Uh, and you, I think, well, like I say, these people, I know some old dudes that my old mentors are mentors around here. Uh, I'm telling you, you, they're in great shape to be 68 and 70 years old, you know, uh, uh, just amazes me. And I'm like, well, that's, it's obvious. You know, they ain't had all these farm uh, prescription drugs and uh, all this pot and uh, all this garbage that they, you know, feeding to us hormones and uh, all this crazy stuff. And I think that's a lot to do with it, but uh, I really do. When, like I said, it's, I'm in a little co a coal mining, which it's all shut down now, but uh, it was, they was, it's been a coal mining, a big, you know, all my life, it's the only thing around here was coal mines and a few sawmills. And uh, it's just, I see these old, these guys that works in the mines and uh, actually uh, friends with a lot of them. I sold a lot of equipment to them and stuff back in the day. But just for instance, like one mine's maybe 50 minutes from me, they was seven guys had cancer at the same time uh, 
that worked at that mine, you know, and that one guy told me, he said, it's all that oil, hydraulic oil they dumped and, you know, breathing and dumping and wallering in it and this and that. And I was like, well, it's something because why would all seven of you have, you know, have the same thing, you know, everyone have got cancer, you know, and I believe, and that's like the water eagle. I tell everybody that raises the roosters or the cannabis, either one first thing to do is have your water tested, man. Uh, here where I'm at, you have to run two filters, uh, salt filter, sand filter. Nobody's got good water. They've drilled, the gas companies is drilled and fracked and the coal mines is, you know, bored and cracked. And I can remember when I was younger, water was, a lot. Of, everybody had good water. And now my well water, I can't even feed to my dogs and chickens. Uh, I have to, I run it through two filtrations, like a green sand filter and a salt filter just to make it able to bath in and stuff, you know. Uh, and like I say, everybody's got bath, but a lot of people don't, you know, they don't have their water tested. And that's like the metals that I think a lot of these. Thought I lost you there, bud. That's, that's scary, there? to be honest with you, man. I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. yeah. That's mm -hmm. scary. You know what I mean? When when you when things water and shit, that should be our cleanest points. You know what I mean? I should still be hearing Dude. from you. Right. This shit's crystal clear, best water I ever had. You know, to hear you say that you you guys water kind of shitty there, that's that to me it's a fucking Everybody. red flag about what we're doing, man, to our our yes. uh our society, our environment. I'm telling you, it's sad. Uh, I actually, like I said, uh, I built me another house and drilled me a well and I had the water tested and there was like four things in it. Arsenic, uh, petroleum, lead. Uh, I don't even know what all. And like I said, it ended up getting two filters. But, you know, not only that, even... The animals, dude, uh, you can't even feed it to the animals. Uh, you, Which now what's weird is you can, there's a river right out from my farm here. I can water them out of that river, but I think where the river runs, it maybe purifies it or something, you know. Uh, I don't understand, I don't know exactly what, but uh, the water out of the river is better than the well water. That's just, it's just weird. But so many people, that's what I tell people, uh, a lot of people having issues and stuff, uh, First thing to check is your water. Uh, you know, I think uh, it's it's a big plays a big part in it, especially like they testing it and stuff. Uh, the cannabis or well, eat, well, like I say, eat, hell, even the animals, man, they they won't. You know, they can't. They just they ain't a hundred percent on that stuff. You know, uh, I could tell a big difference when I started using my RO water and stuff for the animals and everything. You know, uh, but it's so sad that they let all these big coal companies come in here and do all this and these gas companies they paid i mean they made drill a few people some wells or something and then got out of here you know they got all everything they needed we had and then left and they left it to where nobody's even got good water you know i mean hell nobody everybody knows how which now we're getting they supposed to be bringing city water in but they've said that shit for four years where i'm at but uh I hope they do in a way, but I really don't don't matter either way. But uh, 
they post had city water to everybody in the county, you know, but that's not happened. Uh, maybe it will, hopefully. But I think a lot of this stuff goes to the water, you know, uh, stomach problem. I mean, just cancer. I, I think a lot of it falls to what you ingest, you know. Uh, uh, you pour what you put in, what you get out. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it's got a lot to do with it. It is. Well, shit, man, we jumped right in and got all kinds ahead of ourselves, man. Uh, you know what I mean? We, yes. we kind of landed right in the middle. We need to rewind a little bit. Okay. Take a couple quick. We need to take <coughs> some good puffs of that. Is that Jerry that you're smoking on? Is yes. that what you pulled out? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all I've right. got a little hash in it, a little variety mix of hash I had here, and I put a little hash in it, and... Uh, yeah, it's getting me loosened up a little here. Man. Boy, when you're talking about that Northern Lights flavor hash, man, all I was thinking it was like a piney lemon like kind of hash. I was like, oh man, that sounds so delicious. But uh man, yeah. Yeah, to take a couple good pelts, man. Let's fucking Let's uh, let's try not to recap, but let's let's get back to the beginning, man. We've obviously got a good story here for sure. So, when did when did actually cannabis roll into your life? Because I see in chat they're kind of wanting to know, you know, the backstory. They're like, man, well, did I miss something? Um, <laughs> dude, uh, to be truthful with you, I was probably about seventh eighth grade. Uh, I got me a four-wheeler, and uh, my old man bought me a four-wheeler. He retired from the coal mines. Uh, but anyways, he bought me a four-wheeler. I had an uncle that was about 10 years older than me, and uh, he stopped me one day, and he's like, give me a ride back up on the mountain. I was like, okay. So I got him on my four-wheeler. I took him up on the mountain. It was a damn jungle. It's like, damn, man. He's like, yeah. He's like, don't tell nobody about this now. He's like, don't be back here. He's like, this crazy place. I didn't put, you know, didn't think much about it. And I was like, damn, okay. And let it be. And uh, it wasn't long after that, maybe about that harvest season or something. Uh, me and him was working on an old car and he was off to hell. He smoked it like cigarettes, you know, and he introduced me to it. I was in maybe my summer year, seventh grade or something. And I always had real bad nerve problems, dude. Uh, my stomach, I'd get, I'd go to Walmart, dude, when I was a kid. My stomach knot up in a knot, and I'd have to go shit, run to the bathroom, and take a shit or something, you know, just real bad nerve problems. Shit, when I started smoking, uh, never had a nerve problem since. I was, you know, it was just like it pulled that right out of my stomach, dude, those cramps and pains. Uh, and I kept it on the down low with mom and them, you know, till I got in high school and stuff. Storage almost full. Every time I, I get a pop up here, and I think that's what's causing it to shut off, maybe. I'll figure it out here. Hold on. Okay. But, yeah, uh, I probably started about seventh grade or something. And, uh, like I said, it just helped my stomach so much. Uh, well, it helped me everywhere. I, I was pretty much antisocial until I started dit, And then, man, it – well, I, be, I never had another – 
never had no stomach problems. Uh, you know, eat anything. It didn't eat me. Uh, I mean, it's just, it, I was like, man, this stuff really helps. And I, he's like, oh, yeah, it'll help your stomach. And I sort of started helping him along, you know, and we'd use my four-wheeler, and he'd learn me what he knew. And it didn't take a couple of years there. And, hell, I I just started doing my four-wheeler myself, you know, four-wheeling and stuff. And uh, back then, heck, uh, if, you know, if you didn't have it, you'd have to uh, – they wasn't nothing around. I mean, if you got anything around, it was old press, you know, block or something, jump, and uh, – so I figured it out fast. I was like, well, I don't have to have enough to last me till all year, you know? And uh, so I said, well, at least got to have a couple pounds, you know, that way last me to harvest to harvest. So I, I just started playing with it. Like I said, uh, I've tried a little bit of everything you can imagine. Uh, early on, though, I heard a guy talking about sheetrock on here a while back. It's what is calcium carbonate. I'll tell you how come I learned about that, Eagle. Uh, I was on this company property and they'd bought all these houses and they knocked them down and burned them and knocked them inside the foundation. Well, I was out on the floor one day and I was like, well, man, right there'd be a perfect place for some, you know, cause it had four block high foundation around it. And they'd burnt that old house five years before and all that old sheetrock and ash in there. Dude, I put some in that and I ain't kidding you. They got 16 to 18 foot tall, had, well, two, two and a half pounds a piece on them, right? And I, I told my buddy, I was like, man, I don't know what it is about this spot. I said, but it, man, it's crazy. I said, it's four times bigger than anywhere else. And uh, he went with me and got to digging around looking. He's like, it's just ash. It's just far ash. And I was like, well, if that's the case, I'm going to build a fire everywhere I plant one, you know, and let it burn down. And he got picking up ch chunks of that sheetrock, and he's like, oh, right here's what it is. He said, my papa puts this on these apple trees to make them grow. And I was like, sheetrock? He said, yeah. Well, lo and behold, I, I experimented around with it. Why? And this is back before I knew about gypsum or anything, but you can throw you two hands full of sheet, crumbled up sheetrock and a whole couple fish. And uh, <laughs> it was a no-brainer what they do compared to a hole without it. You know what I mean? Uh, crazy. Um, and then I internet comes around and I start learning about all the different calciums and all this and that. And I was like, well, shit, that's why I did that. You know, uh, hell, that makes a lot of sense. Cause that really is like hitting nitrous on, you know, <laughs> uh, crazy. But I learned that the hard way and, uh, had, had a light fall one time, flattened some out. And I was like, this is done. I might as well throw him in the creek. And I was like, well, I'll give it a few days, see what happens. Dude, it come back, it looked like a, what to call a scrog. Uh, I was like, I'm going to start dropping a light on all of them. I mean, if it breaks them down, makes them do that, you know, they just started growing out and steady up. So, sort of, I was, you know, learned about scrog in there, and I was like, well, that works. And then, heck, even when you, like, on a strip job or back in the mountains and you plant them out in these grassy spots and these weedy spots, and they, they won't be a limb grow on it till it gets above the weeds. Hell, I was lollipopping them and didn't even know it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you walk up there and they'd be standing there big as your arm and nothing from the weeds down. They, it smothered it all out. And I was like, wow, man, this makes them three times bigger. I'm going to start cutting all that bottom larf off, you know? And it's just so weird how I put what I learned now, you know, and no, but back then I had to learn it the hard way, you know, uh, a lot different. But 
it, it, it's funny how it went hand in hand, you know, stuff that I caught on to, it was legit, you know, uh, it, it worked. But at the time, I didn't know what in the hell I was doing, you know, just like I say, trial and error. Uh, and I swear, I, I like breeding cannabis just like I breed the game fowl. I, I, I've used the same breeding technique, breeding my roosters as I do breeding my plants. Uh, well, really, I, to me, I think that's, you know, ain't one way to do it, you know, and I, I breed them the same way as I do my roosters. Um, they, it's interesting. Uh, it sure is. And too, you can, it's just crazy how you can, I can send a rooster and some hens to Philippines and that guy can raise them three or four years. They look the same, but they'll be a little different, you know, and I do that with seeds. I'll send them all over and they'll grow them three or four years. And when they, it's like adding new blood, when he sends it back to me, it's like adding new blood into mine, you know, uh, it, it freshens that hybrid up, you know, uh, it works, but it, I just, I, I don't know. I, I took a liking to that at an early age. Uh, I got bit by both bugs and thank God for it. You know, uh, like I said, uh, been blessed, man. And I've always believed in, you know, what you do good for people and it comes back to you. Uh, everybody calls me the luckiest, you know, everybody says I'm the luckiest person they've ever seen. Uh, they like, man, you should be playing the lottery. You know, uh, I win. I, and I tell them, I don't care if I'm pitching pennies, I want to win, you know, uh, I don't go to play, I go to win. Uh, and uh, same way, we have a lot of shooting matches around here. We shoot 22 matches and shotgun matches and stuff. And uh, I get, I get it, I take stuff to, to another level. You know, when I do something, I, I have to do it right, you know. Uh, so that's why I always just stuck with old cars and cannabis and the roosters, you know, because uh, I go in too deep, man. I, I gotta, I gotta know what makes it click. You know what I mean? Uh, try to change that a little bit, or you know, whatever. But uh, it's just, and even to be here, I mean, you shooting shit about it, Tom. That's, that's weird, you know, because hell, I ain't about to talk to just a few old people about it. I'm whole, you know, we compare buds or grows or whatever. Uh, you couldn't really, you know. That's what I say. I can't wait to this. If it goes legal federally, you're gonna see strains that nobody's never seen. I mean, you know, truthfully. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, guys that ain't been growing in cocoa and breeding or in salt, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I think that's got a lot to do. Like, if you know, wherever you get your seeds, you better find out what they bred them in because seeds that's made in salts don't do as good, you know, which you know what I'm saying. Um, but where they was made has a lot to do with where they'll perform at 100% for you, you know. Um, I think anyway, I mean, I, there's a thousand different, probably over a thousand different ways to grow it, you know, but it's just what works for you, you know, uh, you got to pick one and go with it, but uh, tinker around, but uh, man, never figure it all out. Uh, you know, uh, it it's just amazing. It, it, it just amazes me, dude, uh, the plant does. Uh, it's amazing. It takes three lifetimes to figure it all out, I believe. But, but uh, like I say, a person, you know, if, if they're growing it and they like what they're growing and happy with it, hey, I'm tickled to death for them. You know what I mean? I, I wish everybody had unlimited supply, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but I, I have, I've been blessed, man. Uh, 
my uncle, he was the, he's the one who got me into breeding the game fowl stuff and uh, all that. And I sort of, bought, you know, fell into it, but took off, I picked it up and took off with it. And uh, I've been blessed. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't, heck, uh, I'm like, you know, I just, I believe in what goes over a horse's back comes under its belly is the way I look at it. Uh, you do good for people and good, you'll have good, you make your own luck pretty much. I believe people make their own luck in this world. Uh, I heard you talking the other day about a dishonest dollar and an honest dollar. Man, I figured that out real fast. Uh, a dishonest dollar, it'll cost you five and a hard earned dollar, it'll go further than five. You know, there's a big difference in it. Uh, they really are. Um, and I've just always tried to, you know, live by that, man. Uh, if I can help somebody, I help them, you know. Uh, seems like it comes back to them, you know. And then a lot of times it backfires on me too, but at least I tried, you know. Uh, I give them the benefit of the doubt, you know. <laughs> but uh, I, I take my parents, they, they raised me to be like that. And I'm glad they did, you know. I'm glad I was raised like that. Uh, I don't, I ain't never had to steal nothing or nothing like that. You know what I mean? Uh, just, and you know, I was telling my buddy the other day, a lot of people, they get comfortable with just getting by. You know what I mean? I'm getting by, man. And which some people be making a hundred thousand teeth, they're getting by. But what I'm saying is, you know, uh, like, they get comfortable in a bad situation. You see, you know what I'm saying? Or something, you know, or a shitty job, you know, uh, heck, uh, way I look at it, it's, it's free country. Get what you want. You know what I mean? Go after it. Uh, hustle. Uh, if you hustle, you can make it happen. Can't you? I don't hope for shit. I hustle for it. That's what I like that saying pretty good. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it works. I like that saying, to be honest with you. you. I like that shit. I don't hope for it. I hustle for it. It's the right. first time I've heard that, but I like that. Awesome. I want to use that. I'm not going to fucking lie, man. It's it's Hell a personal yeah. now. That's right. And I'm telling you, I believe people make strong look. Uh, they give me, people give me big sad stories and stuff. And what they don't realize is what they done three years before that or 30 minutes before that or a year before it, you know, uh, I think you make your own look. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have shitty luck too. You know what I mean? Uh, seems like when it rains, it pours. But as far as my, you know, making it and ha you know, blessed. I've been blessed. I really have. I, uh, good jobs. Uh, just you know. Uh, but like I said, I didn't just say it. You know, uh, some people, like I said, they get comfortable with just getting by. You know. Uh, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, well, I mean, I like I like to have my toys, you know, with my stuff. Uh, you got to grip, you know. Uh, you have to work for it. Uh, they and no limit, you know. They, it ain't like somebody can tell you how much you can make a year or what you can do. You know what I mean? They don't like even working for yourself or somebody else. It's like playing no limit poker. I, you know, uh, pretty much uh, just crazy, but. It's just different, you know. Well, I guess they like we like strains, really. They's different, all different strains of the same thing, <laughs> uh, you know. Different, just different people, different mentalities, and different everything. But uh, they's all just so all you, different kinds of people. 
do you utilize the roosters in like your uh, cannabis recipe? Do you utilize like a, the chicken compost in your soil? Oh yeah, definitely. Is that part of the, the rooster program? My, my feed, uh, Eagle, my feed's got oyster shells in it, sunflower seeds, like four or five kinds of peas, wheat, corn, oats. Uh, dude, I tell it, I, I was going to, I'm gonna show you a picture of some night crawlers. Dude, these night crawlers, when it warms up, where I got my roosters over down in the field, and I've had them there since 2005, but these night crawlers looks like snakes down there, dude. Uh, and I got thinking, I was like, well, no wonder this dirt's so good, you know. But I think the the animals brings it, the feed, you know. I guess the manure brings in the worms, I think, or something. But I've, it's scary uh, that the night crawlers are around them chickens you know uh the whole like when the leaves falls and you go down there at night and flip a light on the whole ground will just start moving uh with so many night it's just crazy uh really but you're yeah that i tell you the I, well like uh about every four or five years i'll pull my barrels off and i'll take a tractor and turn my turn it under you know uh, about every five years it freshens it up for the chickens but I've done that a couple of times and I've not had it tested or nothing, but the soil is just, it's crazy. You know what I mean? Uh, and I told my buddy, I said, well, it's got the feathers. That's feather meal. It's got, you know, I mean, if you look at it, it's got about everything you want there, you know, uh, pretty close. But uh, I've, uh, I've fooled around a lot with the uh, ocean forest uh, or uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, Ocean Forest, I guess. Uh, and I've tried Happy Frog too, but uh, played with it some. But I, I'm a, I like the organic. Uh, I like to make, I like to push them during veg and let them slow roll during flare. If you'll notice, them, them, them real slow rollers and flare, them be usually the ones that's the first ones to, the jar to be empty. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just something about that slow roll. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I can make them explode, but they just be bag peel, you know what I mean? Uh, but I like to slow roll, but now I push them during veg. I like to, you know what I mean? I, I push them during veg, but I let them slow roll during flare. And that's just how I've always done it, you know? Uh, but I've, I've messed around with a lot of different salts, and which I, to be honest with you, I feed a little bit of some salts right in the organic, you know, uh, if I, you know, need it. Uh, but I just, about like to, about like the game file, man. When you put one in your hands, you just go by feel. You know, you look at them, feel. You know, seems like there you play with them. So a strain, every strain's different. Seems like, like to grill a glue forward, dude. It's like me. It'll eat anything you throw at it. You know, uh, uh, it's got an appetite. And then some of these newer strains is more finicky, and why they'll get by on the, you can run them all the way through on nothing. You know what I mean? Uh, I've been, I don't know, it's just, it's just weird, you know, that's what I'm saying, there's so much to it, man, uh, it's, it's amazing, but now I do, I, I'm all time putting the two together, the game foul and uh, cannabis, uh, anybody that knows me tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm comparing the two all the time, you know, uh, this, for me, there's a lot of similarities there, you know what I mean? I got different breeds of game fowl. There's different strains of that, you know. Uh, I just 
I don't know. It's it's amazing, dude. You can have two of the best in the world and breed them, and the offspring won't be a won't be worth a nickel, you know. And then you you just got to find those little golden nicks. Uh, I call them golden nicks, but that's when stuff goes good together, you know, more or less. You find them nicks and you ride them, you know what I mean? Uh, that's how I do it. <laughs> and coal, I hear a couple of these guys talking about coaling. I coal hard. And, you know, I mean, every aspect, uh, you got to, if you want to get thoroughbreds, you know what I mean? Uh, they ain't all created equal. Uh, I know you, or I have, you've seen families that have three boys. One of them was a gripper. One of them went work quarter. The other one, he was all right. You know what I mean? But, you know, what I'm I mean, I think every plant's different. You know what I mean? Uh, just some of them just don't make the cut, you know, uh, they got to be made for it. They got to be built for it, you know? And that's how I look at it, you know? Uh, be like me trying to do UFC fighting, you know what I mean? Or something. I ain't built for it, you know what I mean? But you take somebody that's built for it. Now, he, he, you probably make a fighter out of it, you know what I mean? But you take somebody, they got to be built for it, you know? And and mentally and physically, you know? But uh, it's, it's just different, dude. It, it's amazing how – and his look down on uh, Eagle. I didn't even know if I should mention it or not. But, dude, uh, hey, I've, I'm proud of them. You know what I mean? Uh, They're they doing it. I mean, they've proved themselves in five countries. I mean, you know, the the ones we made, you know. Uh, I'm pretty proud of my game foul. Uh, really am. Uh they was a, they're a blessing, you know, uh, just same as my cannabis. It's a blessing, you know. Uh, I come across, I got the, I was going to tell you, I got the Jerry Garcia out of Virginia uh, and the white Russian. He come out of Virginia, uh, older guy. Um, but uh, I was blessed to get these good strains and good bloodlines. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh it's hard. I tell people all the time, you can't make a racehorse out of a mule, you know, uh, and that's, that's what you got to have good genetics and you got to have good blood. Or if you breeding dogs, same way. I got the same dogs I had. I've had the same breed, the uh, same line of dogs for 25, 24, 22 to 24 years. Uh, I've got the same old plot dogs, coon hounds or bear hounds, whatever you want to make out of them. But, um, you gotta, you know, uh, you just gotta, and it ain't gonna happen overnight. You gotta, you gotta, you know, start with them and 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 call and keep select the very best, you know, year after year after year, and then you get it down to a science. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's how I do it, anyways. Like I say, there's thousand ways to do both, but it's just it's amazing, dude. A uh, uh, lot to it. Uh, a lot of, like I say, person never learned it all, you know, right when you think you figured something out, you'll get food, but uh, it's amazing uh, just, you know, uh, how the two go at hand, you know, how they go together. It, it amazes me. Uh, and this different, uh, wow. Definitely pretty passionate about uh, both there. You know, when I was talking to uh, T. 
TCDR today. We were kind of talking about chickens. Yes, they asked. He's like, man, but you gotta ask him. You've already explained how rooster comes in. He's like, how you gotta ask him how the rooster comes into play. But you've already kind of kind of answered that. But he one thing I'm curious to know since you do do chickens and roosters. Uh, he mentioned that uh, when he does his chickens around his property, he likes to move it like every yeah. so often, like five years, and then he grows in that ground, just like you were saying. He's like, man, it's gold. That ground underneath gold. I'm like, you don't, like, you know, put shit down and, you know, compost that. He's like, yeah, but, you know, still the shit that goes through, that ground gets better and better every fucking year. Eagle, that's a hundred percent right. Uh, and I, I move mine every two weeks. I, I, what he's talking about is moving the tractors or the pins over, you know, um, I like to move them over once they eat all that. I leave them out and some of them will stay there for four months, you know, if I'm breeding or something, but, uh, you move them over and I ain't kidding you. Uh, I grew a sunflower seed a few years ago, a sunflower plant. It come up where it's in the chicken feed. It, it, I moved the cage and hit this sprouted and started growing. I set a water basket around it to keep anything from bothering it. And uh, man, I ain't a kidding you. I had to take a hatchet and chop it down. Uh, I showed it to a couple people and they was like, my, you know, they, and they older, a lot older than me. They was like, I have never seen a sunflower like that. They said, did you have to stake it up? I said, yeah, I, I had to stake it up. But it had it had a five gallon bucket full of sunflower seeds on it, uh, just unreal. But that's what I'm telling you. Uh, the it's something which I believe it's the microbial deal there because I can take my chickens out of that pen and you know four days in like rainy or damp weather that whole ground will be covered with mycelium. The whole dirt, the whole square where them chickens was it'll be covered with mycelium. It'll be completely covered. And I get, I, after I get learning more on this computer deal here about it, I'm like, well, man, that's, that's interesting, you know, because I see them taking their ice and collecting it or whatever. I was like, daggone, I could get a boatload right there, you know. Uh, even in fabric pots, dude, you put it in them and the, like in the springtime, the mycelium will make a coat and a half inch stick all the way around the fabric pot. And, you believe I never pH my water out, which my creek run, runs about seven, five to eight. And uh, I had never pH'd it up until two years ago and never had a deficiency outside. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, this past year was the worst year I ever saw, but up until last year, uh, I watered them with that high pH and never saw a deficiency. And I'm not talking five or six years. I'm talking, I've been here in this area since 05. So, you know what, I mean, just weird. Uh, makes me wonder, you know, what what all does, you know, because they shed their feathers every year, the chickens do, you know, they'll moat, they'll drop them and they'll go right down the ground and then they'll grow new feathers back, you know, every year. And I know, you know, from what I've been learning on here and stuff, uh, I see the oyster shells, it's, in, it's mixed in our feed, you know, uh, and all that. But I believe, I don't, I think it, I don't know. And like I said, these night crawlers here, 12, 15 inches long, big around your pinky. 
uh, I don't know if it's all the worms. I don't know if it's the chicken droppings like that guy's talking about, but he's right. It's gold. You won't have no deficiency. You know, uh, well, like I said, I grew up there from 05 to uh, 2020 and never, never saw a deficiency. Never saw not one. And uh, just weird, you know, it made me think, well, uh, you know, there's something in that. Uh, that a supply, but you know, it goes back. Eagle, I don't think a plant has, I mean, depending like we was talking about on string, uh, but I don't think a plant has to have a whole lot of uh, a big whole lot of this or that, or you know what I'm saying. I mean, don't get me wrong, you can throw the night, you know, you can supercharge them with some stuff and make them grow, you know, one, but but if you really get down to the technical of it, I don't think they which like I said, I've been dealing with this good compost too. Maybe that's what it is. But to me, it's like some of these soils you buy in bags, I'd say you could run two runs to them and never feed them nothing. You know, uh, uh, some of the stuff you buy, you could probably run two full runs and just water them, pH water, you know, just water them. Uh, there was enough feed in it. But now we use like a probably an 18 gallon tote or sometimes we use seven gallon fabric pots, but, uh, a lot, you know, I, I just, I, which and like I said, some plants is different than others. Some strains I've learned some strains, like I say, they like to eat, but I don't think really, I don't think they have to have a whole big lot of, uh, you know, NPK and foods and mint, or maybe my stuff's just, you know, loaded with stuff, you know, uh, I believe you could run, like I say, two cycles on just watering them, you know. Uh, I don't think they require, but, and like I said, they may not get as big as if you blast them or something, you know. But, man, there's just something about them slow growers and slow finishers, you know, just slow rollers, I call them. Uh, like, I can't put my finger on it, and I ain't smart enough to know exactly what it is. But you just notice some of the better – you know, some of the better ones, uh, they'll stack slower. I like big ga galaxies, I guess people call them, the, the big fat diamond looking things, looks like a seed. I like I like plants with, with big thin galaxies, you know, galaxies or whatever. I want, I like big ones, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and same way with trichromes. I like the big trichromes, you know. Uh, uh, seems to me like they, they better medicine, you know what I mean? Uh, I love that. I got some purple kush, dude. I'm going to send you some pictures or some stuff when I get lined out. But uh, it's got trichromes uh, twice bigger than anything I've seen. Uh, I don't know if it comes from the Afghan. I don't know what it is. But um, a friend of mine, he told me, he said, there's something special about this. And uh, I've been playing with it for about two or three years now. And he, he had a good eye. He called it, you know. I told him, I said, yeah, there's something real special about that. And I said, yeah, uh, real special about it. And I was lucky enough to get to play with it, and I've been playing with it. And uh, I, I said, I'll get some pictures. I, my dad burned phone. It's uh, I send me and my buddies in the Philippines, Mexico, I send videos and stuff back, and my storage is full. I got to get a thing and empty my storage on my phone. I can't even send a daggone picture right now because uh, it says I ain't got enough storage or something where it's full, my camera rolls full. But yeah, it's uh, it's just amazing, dude. Uh, we'll never know it all, figure it out. But 
just with what we do know, you know, we, I feel like we're getting better. Uh, five years ago uh, to now, I, I feel like as a whole, it's getting to where, you know, used to, I've said, after Christmas, green was gone till the next fall, you know, and heck now uh, it's, it's getting better, which I'd say there was probably more seeds popped last year than in a long time. You know what I mean? This, this quarantine deal, I, I had a lot of buddies, uh, actually, uh, had one buddy that I thought I, I thought I lost a strain and, uh, I give a guy some back in 2010 and he had had them put up that long and he got laid off for COVID and, uh, I m- bumped into him and he's like, I got him going. And I was like, what are you talking about? He said, you remember back blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah. He said, well, I finally popped them. I was like, dude, I've, I thought I lost that. I said, I need a couple of them back. <laughs> and he hooked me up. But uh, there was a lot of seeds popped last year, I believe. <laughs> more than, you know what I'm saying, more than usual. And then we had a shitty year, like I said. Everybody popped them, but we had horrible weather. But I've been playing with some so, autos too, Eagle. Uh, do you uh do you have you? Yeah. I was gonna ask if you would make seed indoors or outdoors. I both. I do both. When you breed. I do both, but I like the outdoor a lot better. I would think so too. It seemed just like you were bigger. saying when you're breeding outdoors, you, it seemed like you would get a, a bigger and hardier, you know, uh, strain out of it. Even though it's the same strain, I, th- I believe just like you're saying, you're breeding some hardiness into it. I think, you know, I've said this a lot of times indoor breeding, man, we're weakening this, this plant we love by yeah. so much indoor breeding. It's, yeah. That's an auto right there, bud. Um, I can't get a good picture, but that's some of experts crossed on Mephistos. Uh, but like I say, I get this camera, all this downloaded where I can get some room. I can actually show you some stuff, but I can't, like I say, uh, but they, uh, they interesting. That's for sure. Uh, they're wide open from day one, ain't you? Them little fellers, them little autos. But you're right. Um, I like, and that's what I was telling. It's like you gotta let them breed, raise it there for two to three years, and then it's like it climatizes and adapts to their spot. And some of it stay a lot the same. And then I, I think the grower has a little bit to do with it. But it's like uh, if say you bred it Michigan outdoors for three years, and you sent me seeds back, and I bred it into mine. Same strain, but dude, man, I can't even tell you what it does. It wakes them, it helps them, you know what I mean? Uh, you're not adding no new strain to it, you're just pretty much making a hybrid vigor with the same strain, you know. Um, or I think, hell, I, I don't really know a lot, of, like I don't know a lot of technical terms with it, you know. I put it in my words, uh, hillbilly language, but uh, just uh, you know, uh it's it, it it's amazing how it'll change a little bit you know what i mean uh and like it, it even it, it no matter where you get seeds i 
I don't care where you go, get bank, what seed bank, whatever. But like the first year, yeah, it's okay. But if you'll cross that and then, you know, or breed it, just self it, whatever, uh, and then breed it there again the next year, then you start seeing a little more, you know, you'll see a little more shine. But it seems like two to three years, uh, it, there's a big difference. You know what I'm saying? Uh, big difference. Even uh, trichrome production, um, solidness, uh, I mean, vigor. It, uh, it's amazing. It really is. Hell, I, like I say, uh, it just blows me away, you know, uh, how it, how it, ver you know, it, it molds it a little bit. It changes it a little bit when you breed it over or out there in that state. And then, but now I ain't, I ain't done a lot of indoor breeding, uh, but you know, uh, I got, we got to wanting feminized seeds here five, six years ago. And so I, I made, made us a bunch, but, uh, anyways, um, they, I can't, I can't say nothing bad about them. Uh, they were, they were, they germination rate was great. Uh, everything worked great. But what I've noticed seems like you get a little stronger. I don't know if it'd be immune system or what you call it, but outside, you know, uh, and right up in the woods with a, you know, uh, or any, uh, I mean, you know, right in a timber or clear cut, or it seems like they get more stronger when you let them, you know, you make seeds up there in the mountains and they do, you can literally just walk out in the yard and, or walk out to your bed and just throw, throw one over and one over and watch. I mean, you know, and even Eagle, I got places that, where I make my seed crosses, they'll be, you, you'll go up there and get your seeds this year. Next year you go back, the whole bed will be full of sprouts that the plants dropped the year before. You know what I mean? Uh, just uh, pretty much uh, laid there all year dormant. And then when the sun come out in the spring, they sprout and come up. Volunteer plants, I guess, or whatever. But um, that makes me, you know, I was like, wait a minute, uh, you know, uh, it just it amazes me how strong they can get, you know. Uh, versus, like you said, breeding indoors or in a tent or in a room, you know. Uh, I can see that. I can see what what you're saying there. You know what I mean? I, I I can I can understand that. It makes sense. A lot of sense. I'm pretty impressed by your uh, your methodology in breeding, to be honest with you, and wanting to keep a strain and acclimatize it to your area. Yep. It makes perfect sense, to be honest with you. You know, every season, you know, the strongest, strongest yep. breeding with the strongest, couple right. of years of the strongest breeding with the strongest, and you've got something tough for your area. You That's know, right, that, bro. It makes, as you know, an agricultural standpoint, it makes perfect sense, yep. you know. That's right. I, that's how I've always did it, bub. You know, I, I mean, it, it just, you know, uh, I've seen so many people, you know, they'll uh, go give $250 for 10 seeds, which I think is crazy. But uh, anyways, I got a lot of buddies gives more than that for them. But uh, they'll try two seeds out of a pack and then it'll be like, here, man, this is junk. They don't even want to put the time in them. You know, they expect 
in a gold mine right out the gate, which at that price, they probably should have a gold mine out the gate, you know. But I tell him, I was like, dude, you know, you got to – it take it takes two runs to to see what you're working with, you know. Um, and it's time-consuming. They, like, they ain't got that much time to waste. But, hell, it, it's time-consuming. But, you know uh, – you just can't build a build something overnight. You know what I mean? Not something that's going to be, you know, I mean, uh, a good product. Uh, it takes time. But, well, say you run it two times and then you can give it the benefit of a doubt. And some stuff I have give away, Eagle, uh, run it three, two or three times, give it, get just not like it, give it to somebody. You know, they, they tickled to death to get it. And, uh, Hell, three or four years, they I talked to them, and they showed me something, and I'm like, "What?" And they like, "Yeah, that's that." And I'm like, "Get out of here! That's a, this is that." Yeah, yeah, that's you know, L5s or F4s or you know whatever. And I'm like, "Dang!" And that made me slow my game down and start looking around a little bit. You know what I mean? Because uh, I was I was giving away some stuff that better than most stuff you could buy. You know what I mean? Uh, and the old guy told me, he said, and he the one that learned me that, and uh, he's right, uh, dude. If I'm telling you, that daggone amnesia haze that Nirvana's got, uh, I believe you could grow it on a rock. Uh, it's a good strong survivor. Uh, I dropped one one time in a in my driveway and hit had like four inches of uh, number two gravels on my driveway and you think that thing didn't sprout and grow up through four inches of gravel and my buddy was coming down one day and he's like dude there's a sprout up there i was like what and we got to looking i said get that out of there you know and uh we got to digging the gravels back and that thing went through five inches of gravels and into the dirt and i was like if you want that son of a gun to live it would have died a month ago but it, I, you know they pretty damn vigorous uh just, you know, but, and tell you back to that amnesia haze, the turt seems like no bugs or nothing to bother with, you know. Uh, it's sort of got a lavender-like smell, like sort of crazy lavender smell. But if I had a bad bug problem that, you know, somebody did, I think that would be one to try or even to breed into something that you want to make uh, super bug resistant, you know. Uh, this works, you know. What are coming some of the pests that you deal with over there? And you know, here's another question. I, you know, I've been dancing around this one. Everybody's asking, you know, where I try to respect, you know, people when they get on. If they haven't said where they're from, then I kind of don't right. cry. But you've right. had so many questions tonight on where you're from. But <laughs> that's up to you if you want to divulge that roughly or not. Right. But a lot of people want to know. So, other than where you are, what kind of pests do you deal with outdoors? What's your main um, your main enemy? Mike, uh, Lucky Mike wants to know. Thrips and uh, thrips, um, caterpillars and spider mites. You know, and root aphids. Uh, not seen many of them, but I hear out of them. Last year, I heard several people getting hit by them. Um, 
which I told one guy to try some Damascus earth, you know, and he said it worked, but, uh, I've not seen a whole lot of root aphids, but the, the little white aphids I've seen and spider mites, like I said, last year, I don't know if it was all the rain or what, dude, they was caterpillars bit long as my index finger and bigger as my index finger. Uh, I had never seen them. I said, hell, I'm gonna put them in a bucket and take them fishing, you know, uh, they were huge. I mean, little ones too, but they was stuff I hadn't seen. And I don't think I'd ever seen them. I saw last year from all the rain, you know, uh, and two, I noticed down next to the rivers and creeks, seems like they got a little worse, you know what I mean? Uh, than up in the woods, but, uh, yeah. Uh, spider mites, uh, aphids, uh, and even like the blight, these, I don't know what it is or where, where it come from, whatever, but about in the last 10 years, um, and I keep thinking Eagle that it may have come from another plant. Like, uh, I, I, people, you know, I, I like I said, I ain't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I ain't real smart about all this, but I, the reason I say they come from another plant because I'd see this damaging plants on the riverbanks before and, it's almost like a blight. It'll hit a bud and get may go two two sections of it, you know, bud rod, I guess, whatever. But uh, that I'd never seen that up until maybe ten years ago. You know, uh, we never had a blight issue, and then it seemed like for three or four or five years there, hell, uh, a lot of people give up on it outdoors. You know, especially people like say down by the creeks and rivers and stuff. Um, it was horrible, and finally, I think maybe they, maybe the the seeds got stronger to it. You know, I don't know what they ever did to fix the problem, but uh, you know, it was it it was definitely an issue. You know what I'm saying? But I'd seen that same disease or whatever on other plants, like be fishing the creeks and rivers. And you'd see where that stuff had attacked other plants, you know. And I always said, hell, right there's where that shit come from. You know, I don't even know if it did or not, but I thought that's where it come from, you know. Because it seemed like if you planted them down next to the creek, bed, used to, it was a great place. But it seemed like after that, it's like the, I guess, bud rod or blight. I don't know. And even in people's gardens, you know, uh, green beans and stuff, uh, Seems like a, you see a lot more of the blight and these stuff. That's the reason I, you know, I, I try to tell people make your own seeds, even in your garden, you know, I mean, for your garden food, you know, uh, you don't know what somebody's sending to Walmart and selling you, you know, I mean, honestly, you know what I mean? Uh, I like to save my own seeds for my green beans, my squat, everything, you know, tomatoes, whatever, everything. But uh, it uh, hits, like I say, last few years has been tough on the outdoor. I be truthful. We, uh, Last year was the worst year I've seen in my whole life. Um, just, uh, well, I think they said we got 19 inches over normal rainfall last year here, you know, that's a damn. But them years that hit starts drying off in August and now September and stuff, we've had some good years around, you know, but like I say, seems like last couple of years, it's been so rainy and humidity and it's just horrible, uh, hard to even get, like I say, tomatoes, by alone, anything else, uh, green beans, whatever. But um, I'm from, uh, but yeah, you can tell him I'm I'm from right in the Appalachian Mountains. There, uh, pretty much 
Kentucky and Virginia, uh, and I, 30 minutes one way I can be in Tennessee, 30 minutes the other way I can be in Virginia, or, uh, you know, uh, I live right up in the neck of Eastern, up in that, yeah, little corner there. Nice place to be. It's a nice place to be. That's for sure. I love it through there. So I seen another question in one chat that maybe you could help out. And uh, can rabbits and chickens like coexist in like the same area? Yeah. To maybe sweeten the pot on that dirt there. Yep. Compost. Yep. And I. Uh, I've got some guineas. I keep some guineas, uh, Eagle. The, they keep all the hawks and hoodows out of my chi little chickens. Uh, and them old guineas, they eat every bug, ladybug, every bug. But uh, they're like, when something moves in them chickens, them guineas will start making that crazy noise. And most of the time, hit a high tail it out there. You know, it's it ain't never heard nothing like a guinea, and it's gone. But uh, the coyotes are so bad where I'm at, I can't hardly, even our groundhogs, we about, I tell you, our groundhogs and our rabbits about got wiped out around here where I'm at because they, some bright idea, they thought that they needed to turn a bunch of coyotes loose in here and uh, save them or what, help the turkey population, I think is what they said. But damn, they turned them loose and used to, groundhogs was actually a nuisance pretty much. But after they turned them coyotes loose, dude, you wouldn't even see a groundhog or a rabbit. We just now getting rabbits back. Um, I actually enjoy rabbit hunting uh, with beagles, but I ain't just now starting to get some rabbits back. Uh, but the coyotes, they even little small dogs and cats and stuff. Uh, heck, like you take a whole holler, they wouldn't be nobody uh, have a small dog or a house cat, you know. Uh, used to, they'd be packs of them walking up down the road but there for a while it got to where you you didn't even see small if they didn't keep them in the house you didn't even see small dogs that's how bad it got you know and hell they turned bears loose now we got we are eat up with black bear where i'm at um dude uh just they they're a big problem uh they're a big problem and uh you know uh i'm sure people you know likes hunting them or whatever but the eating them whatever but they just a, a nuisance to me uh i think the black bears they need to keep them down there in gatlinburg you know uh <laughs> they don't need to be up here you know what i mean um but they they'll tear your dog kennels down uh tire swimming pools down uh i've seen some crazy stuff the bears has done around here you know uh drag deep freezers off of uh off of the people's back porches. Uh, I saw that last summer, or uh, last summer actually in the paper, but uh, they, uh, yeah, they ain't got no predators, you know? I mean, hell, they go and, and they nobody, they do a quota hunt. They draw so many tags every year and let's like 15 hunt and they just keep mass producing and mass producing, you know? <laughs> uh, they about more burn than our human around here, I'm telling you. That's pretty crazy. How are bear on the cannabis? 
are bears pretty cannabis friendly or would they go in there and just fucking have a well, fucking good old time in your shit? I had some a few years ago, Eagle. Uh, I had some on a, a reclaimed mountain and they planted all the olive bushes all around that mount, that reclaimed mountain. So I, I'm thinking, well, there's a good place, you know? So I stuck her full and uh, went up there one evening and I was almost thought somebody sabotaged me, you know, uh, I was almost pissed and uh, got to looking and that, that bear had wallered that whole plant, actually four plants. He wallered them down on the ground, never took a bud. He just wallered and rode all in them like he was wanting to get the sin or oil on him, you know. He wallered that shit and I started finding buds uh, probably 500 foot before I got to the place they had stuck to his hair and as he walked, they fell off. I was like, yep, they robbed me. They robbed me. I got out there and heck it was everywhere. I mean, just mangled. I was like, well, nobody would have done that and got to looking around and I said, daggone, I better be getting out of here. You know what I mean? Cause I'm sure he was still pretty close. Uh, but, uh, that thing had wallered four plants down in the dirt. Looked like you took a log, uh, big as a car tar, and just rolled over them four or five times. Uh, I was like, what the hell? And elk could do the same damn thing. Uh, six, about, yeah, about six months later, or maybe eight, uh, had some elk do the same thing. Uh, they, they like get, I don't know if it's the smell they want on them or what, but they'll just get in it and waller, you know, uh, waller, walk bath in it pretty much. Yes, me. That's even worse. That's yeah. worse. I'd rather have Rub it. In your it. Face. <laughs> it's just being wasted if they waller in it. Shit. I'm serious. Uh, had actually, like I said, two different occasions that happened. That's crazy. Like I said, there's no. Who, how are you gonna get pissed at a bear? <laughs> Right. How you get pissed at a bear? That's right. So, uh, what's your indoor setup like? When did, when and why did you come indoors? Um, well, um, to be honest, we pretty much the weather, um, you know, uh, like, for testing and running one run and seeing what this is going to do or what that's going to do. It's the only way to go, I think. But, uh, and like I say, uh, fooling with autos, uh, this, that, and the other. Um, I actually use metal aldehyde and ceramic metal aldehyde up until probably a year, two year ago. I got me some growers choice 680s and 720s. And uh, I'm just now, I'm still playing with them. You know what I mean? Uh, hell, they'll run on nothing. Uh, I can, you can about, well, you, what I'm saying is power wise, uh, you can't even run them over half power, you know, or I can't, you know, my situation, but uh, I like them. I, you know, I'm, I'm liking them. Uh, I am, but uh, pretty much uh, 
And to be honest with you, I like the indoor more. I, I don't know if it's where I did the outdoor so much, but I mean, and I like my, there is a difference in that. You know what I mean? There's a difference in it. That sun's got something to do with it. But like, if you want to test something or run something and, and just, you know, see what, what you do, what you're working with, shit, a uh, good tent, that's the only way to roll, you know, uh, or checking something out, you know, uh, or heck, just for personal medicine, you know, uh, work good. Is the indoor where you may keep uh, some of the, the vested strains? Do you keep some of the vested ones indoors just so you know they're always safe? Always yeah. Always safe for you. That's right. Uh, and then, you know, uh, April rolls around, we'll, we'll let them have a suntan or two. Uh, let them get us a couple suntans, you know, freshen them up. Uh, but, yeah, definitely uh, keep them. Keep the you know, keep them rolling. Gene poo. So Blade was pretty bad last year, uh, even up here for the outdoor. What do you do down there to kind of as a defense? Well, like I was telling you, sort of finding strains that is stronger against it and climatize, you know, and climatizing them to your area of what they're going to be fighting again, you know, but, uh, also you can, I'd be honest with you. Um, uh, I've, I, I've got, I, or like certain, they certain terps or something, uh, you know, certain pests like certain terps, I think, you know, or something, uh, certain ones, but, uh, these, uh, Days is a little bit, and I, uh, well, I was going to tell you, uh, cayenne, well, not cayenne pepper. I used some cayenne pepper, but the, them, the pepper I used, uh, habanero peppers dehydrated and ground up, uh, mix you some water and a spray bottle, spray a little bit of that on them. Uh, even put, you, I put, a lot of people, you know, they start, might probably panic out, but I'll put a pinch of cigarette tobacco right in with it. Uh, little nicotine in it, you know, uh, spraying bad boys down and you don't have much have to worry about the bugs, but when it rains so much, you know, it washes it off. So as you spray it on, the rain will wash it off, you know, but the, the Damascus earth stuff seem, I've been playing with it some and it seems to really, it works really good in the chickens for wormer and stuff, but I think it also works good as a pretty much like a, a, I believe, you know, put, put, put you a little on top of your pots or whatever, or right on them on, in the ground, put you a circle or something all around in a circle. Um, it seems to help. Uh, you know, uh, I had a couple buddies that had pretty good success with that last year. Uh, whatever, Damascus Earth or whatever it is. I uh, can't even say it, but that, you know what I'm talking about, the food grade stuff. But uh, it seemed to work pretty good. Uh but a good, strong trap, you know, uh, is, uh, is works good too, you know, but I think they pretty much build up a, a, a immune system 
to certain things. You know what I'm saying? Seems like or it may not even be immune system, but it's like they had built up a little bit of a defense to it. You know, when you, after you run them a few times in that environment, you know, uh, too, but, uh, I suffer, you know, uh, it, I, I like to suffer for a lot of bugs and pests and stuff too, but, uh, they just, you know, that's about all you really. And then like, like I was telling you, when it rains for hell, 10 days straight and stops for three and it's just hard. You can't keep nothing sprayed. You know what I mean? Uh, just got to have a good vigorous strain or, or go like say now they get in these greenhouses and all that. that I think that's, that'll be a key key. That'll be a really helpful key in the outdoor will be the greenhouses. That way you can control the, a little bit better, you know? Um, so hopefully, yeah, everything goes good. Uh, in the legal states and stuff, uh, I would recommend outdoor in a greenhouse or even a little small, cheap greenhouse, you know, just something you can keep all the more, you know, just keep, you don't have to keep it all off, but if you can just keep it from being sobbing wet for days in and it don't even matter till, you know, for fifth weekend to flyer, that's when, you know, that's now, that's when it gets bad, you know, uh, it can run the harvest in a few days, uh, or a week or something, you know, it's just bad. What would you say is your biggest problem that you have there as far as, uh, you know, intrusive problems. Is um, it uh, pests or is it uh, molds? Well, I'd never had, I'd be honest with you, I'd never seen a pest issue about, until this past couple of years. Uh, I'd never saw it, you know, to all this rain, swampy weather, but seems like when you have them, like them real wet, like we had seems like it brings in stuff that you know you i don't know it seems like that's the years you have bad bugs you'll have a lot of rain you know uh it seemed like the rain's what brings the bugs or something you know uh but uh or was you talking about the strain that they attack the easiest or something No, I was asking what is your, you know, your Man. biggest problem, your biggest yeah. pest, your fungus of the pests. Probably, it will be pretty much the powdery mildew over, you know, would be worse than the bugs. But like I say, uh, most of the time, they'll cruise all the way to week five, six, or seven of fire. You know, you'll never see a hiccup until week five week or week sometimes if it's a tight something real hard and tight could see it in week three you know a flare but seems like you won't see none of the powdery mildew or the bugs or nothing until about uh fourth week of flare on out you know um it's just crazy but i guess where the nugs are getting the denser and tighter they get soaked up like a sponge you know hey i even had eagle this past year i made two seed crosses 
and I had the seeds were sprouting and growing out of the buds. Uh, I picked them out and put them in pots, and they grew. I grew them. And I'll tell you what, I learned, Eagle. I learned that a plant drops female seeds first, because think about it, in Mother Nature. But uh, the first ones that that plant dropped was females, and then the males and the females fell. You know what I mean? Uh, learned me something. I mean, it, you know what I'm saying? It was, but it was from all the rain and stuff. Because, like I said, the seeds like literally sprouted and was growing out of the buds. It looked like at first I thought it was little white ropes in it, and I pulled one out and it was a little seed had sprouted and I was like well dang these seeds ain't gonna be worth shit you know uh they already sprouted but luckily some of them you know were great still had the hole on them but uh I, I learned something out of that deal uh I did the first or, or in that my situation that's what happened you know what I mean but them first seeds that that plant dropped were females uh and you know, I don't. I'm. I like to try it again, just which I hate to, but I like to try it again just to see if it, you know, if it holds true again, you know. Because they was regulars, you know, it was a regular yeah, male female like breeding. Interesting process. It, uh, like I say, I. I would love to see if you could find some truth to that. To be honest, I, with I, you. I would like to try it again. I, I told my buddy it'd be actually easier to do indoors you know uh take you a white uh white sheet and run them out first seeds it drops test them then gather you you know the second seeds drops but from what i you know i don't know if it's just that them's the ones that popped you know uh or what but i'd like to test that again just to see because I pulled 10 for 10 females out of it and how, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I think no other way I could have done that, you know? I, that's what made me put it together. I was like, wait a minute. And then I give a, you know, give a friend some and of the secret ones that dropped off of it. And uh, some of them showed, you know, I, I thought they might have been feminized or something or something, which they shouldn't have been. But uh, then when he tried the second batch, uh, they showed 50% males, 50% females. But them first ones that fell off that plant, uh, or I, you know, pulled some, like I said, I pulled some, had, some had sprouted, and like I say, the tap roots was inch long, you know, uh, curled out of the bud. Just, that's how much, which we had a lot of rain too, you know, <laughs> it's horrible last year, but uh, I, I, I'd like to test that again just to see if it was luck of the draw or if maybe they do. But if you think about it out in the wild, you know, them males grows, they grow faster. Uh, they show earlier, you know, and for them, which I mean, I know in the wild, they'd probably be all different stages of development of the males, but still it, you know, uh, it be worth, I, I, I'm interested in checking that out again. Uh, but all a man have to do is just tie a little sheet at the bottom to catch the seeds. I mean, it wouldn't be that hard to do. And don't, you know what I mean? I, I may do that. I will actually, I will do that. Uh, when I make a run, you know, just, just to see, uh, I'm curious about it. I am too. I am too. I can't wait to see what you come up with there. Please keep me informed. Well, 
So do you have uh, the 21 season ready? Or uh, what will be the 21 season? Uh, well, to be honest, we I'm a hoping if this COVID stuff gets over with and on out of here, um, I got some land leased in Oklahoma, and then I got a buddy that is uh, willing to let me use some land in Virginia, which Virginia I think is going to be two years out maybe but uh heck uh i thought about you know if everything got well my plans for covid hit was to to do this year outdoor in oklahoma you know but i don't know uh, uh help him you know more or less whatever but uh i don't know if that's gonna happen or not but uh i'm i'm just gonna play it by ear to see what what happens you know but uh I actually, uh, uh, I've actually been gearing up for, for regardless of where I'm at. You know what I mean? Uh, I've been getting in gear. Uh, I'm ready to get out in the woods and out on the rhino and razor and just get out in the hills. You know, uh, been laid up in the house pretty much for a month or so here, in and out, and I'm ready to get out and enjoy some uh you know mountains getting out in the hills a little fishing whatever you know just help a feller's mind you know what i mean uh hell like i told you uh i found your show there i i watched stuff on youtube and i found you when i found you there and why well, dude that's it's helped me uh you know uh gives me motivation dude uh you actually you, you give me motivation man uh hell i was just you know what i mean uh wasn't rooster time yet uh and i noticed eagle we was talking about that growing help look here uh same way say the roosters is seasonal pretty much uh six months out of the year you know what i mean the other six months you just take good care of them and let them get their feathers and all that and uh you raise your young ones whatever but uh, anyways, uh, and the growing, you know, it's seasonal. I was, I, but I noticed that during the winter when I was snowed in in the house and stuff, that's when my anxiety bothered me, my depression, have panic attacks and shit, uh, just, you know, uh, crazy. Like, and never, dude, when I'm doing uh, the gardening and all that, uh, never, never feel it, never think about it. But, you know, uh, and like I said, you are you you show helped me. Uh, you you just don't know what you, you helped me. Uh, hey, this is my first time ever being on one of these uh, internets or what? I mean, on the panel or uh, you know YouTube and video or whatever. It's, I ain't never, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, first time. It, it was uh, it was it was all right. But now you did you you helped me, man. Because uh, I was pretty much doing my thing, but. You know, uh, not talking to nobody much, not seeing nobody, and just, you know, I mean, it's something in the mind, dude. I mean, uh, it does you good to say hello to somebody or, hey, man, how's your, how you been doing today? You know, uh, shoot, shoot shit with them or whatever, bullshit with them. But uh, I'm telling you, you, you help me, dude. Uh, give me a hold, you know what I'm saying? Uh, pull me out there. You throw me a hand, pull me out. I appreciate that. 
Sure did. Even like being on Appreciate this. Appreciate those uh, kind words, my friend. It's the truth. But even like being, you know, man, on the computer. I, I, man, you're a hell of a guy, man. I, I hope that with all that being said, man, you're a hell of a guy, man. I hope you take me up on, uh, you know, keeping the Zoom number and popping in on the wormholes when, uh, whenever possible, man. Yeah. Always yeah. great to have some good folks in there, man. Take advantage hey, there are some good people in there, dude. Uh, hey, I ain't seen nothing but love, dude, from everybody, you know. Uh, and that's what I say. Uh, a lot of people, you know, they just, I don't know. they. But you never have an issue out of people that, you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's bad apples in every basket. But what I'm saying is, you know, uh, most people just wants to be left alone and chill out. You know what I mean? Uh, not you just cool people, you know, they just late, you know, uh, you don't, you don't do people wrong and stuff. I mean, you know, they, they's good people. You know what I mean? Uh, don't get me wrong. They's probably crooks and cons, you know, too. But, uh, most of the time you, you know, it's about like your dog. Uh, if your dog don't like somebody, I'd say you better not like somebody. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's just, but what I'm saying is, uh, how would I say it? Uh, you you can get a feel for somebody, you know, when you talk, see them talk and talk to them. You can get an idea of what kind of person they are, you know, or or what you know what I'm saying. Uh, I've used that judgment all my life. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. You can, uh, you as my old buddy used to say, you can tell a possum when you look at one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I do. You know. That's a, you know, it's this community. You're right, though. There's everybody in this community has a lot of respect for one another. They do. And that's, you know, a lot of things. When I, when the people, when I bump into people and tell me, people tell me about the show, their experience with the show, the community, you know, the, they obviously say some nice things about the show. Yes. Yeah, that's to be said. What else are you going to say to the guy you're talking to? But one of the, the nice, the, the things that they always make a point of is the community, the chat. That's one of the things that's always a point that when somebody talks to me, they're like, man, then your chats are very welcoming, very respectful. There's never no bullshit going on in there. There's, you know, nothing but great folks hanging out in there. And I'm like, it makes, it, it totally makes the show. You know what I mean? That chat makes, makes, the whole thing to be honest with you but that's what always gets brought up is how great the community is the people that hang out here and how respectful for it they yeah. are of one another and uh it's proud, awesome. proud to have all these people hang out here that's for sure got a i'm telling you good people uh a good you know i mean a good whole just it runs smoothly uh and even the way you do you know what i'm saying uh you helping people, man. I'm telling you. Uh, and you know, I believe I, I'm a firm believer in if you can help somebody, help them. You know. Uh, and believe me, I'm telling you from experience. Uh, I was in a dark hole. You helped me get out of it. You know. Uh, and it, especially what the deal. You know, winter time dealing with all this cold junk. No, I mean yes. Uh, and I see what you're saying. I. 
uh, I know a lot, you know, like I say, I've watched about a lot of them when I found you. I, I ain't missed one since, but I'm telling you, dude, a uh, lot of respect for all of them, you know. Uh, 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 like a more or less good uh, good sportsmanship people, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, just good people, that's right. Uh, I agree with you. So what's your favorite strain to grow, Eagle? Mm. Well, not even grow, just for your, for your personal stash jar. <laughs> um, I, I, I move things around a lot, man. Lately, I actually have cleaned house of a lot of stuff, and a lot of things are new. But one of my favorites that I've always kept around for quite some time was uh, Purple Death Star. Was a nice sativa leaving strain, very gassy. And then uh, Nine Pound Hammer, I kept around for a long time. Both of those strong strains, both ways, sativa, indica. But we were talking about this last night. One of the biggest reasons why they stayed around was they almost trimmed themselves. It was like, pump, 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 chink, 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 done. You know what I mean? And as good as they were, that was one of the reasons that made them great right there. It's just, I love to smoke them. I, did, I love to trim them. And that's a couple of the reasons why them two eh, are some favorites right there for sure. For sure. I got uh well I've got a few strains flo floating around right now. I got a uh, pine tar kush floating around that I'm waiting to uh, harvest that I'm pretty excited about, and I got some of these uh, Xmas Xmas seeds that somebody mailed me that was uh, nice enough to uh, with a name like Xmas. It's got a screen pine. It's just yeah. got a screen pine. So. That's I, I love the pine, man. It's very clear-headed. It's one of them things. It's good for my chest. It's good for my head. And, you know, I mean, it's it's good to, like, when I'm, like, wanting to learn. But it's even more, like, you double. I like that there, there's certain strains, you know, that mean the gassy ones I like because one, I guess it's for the same reasons as the pines, kind of. One, I can get shit done, be kind of where two, two total different effects for me to the gas i'm like i'm out one i'm up and running two out for the count you know what i mean couch lock but for me for the pines it's like one is uplifting and i want to like do something i want to read a book i want to fucking get some stuff done two i want to sit down with some friends and fucking laugh my face off <laughs> you know what I mean? Priorities have shifted to fun if I double up on the pine. So that's one of the reasons I really hold the pine, up to the pine. It's like it makes you sharper. Would you agree? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know, it sharpens your mind up. You know what I mean? You'll be, uh, for instance, if I'm going to go shoot a gun, I like to smoke the northern light. You know what I mean? Uh, piney stuff. It just like it, 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 I don't know, man. It's like it uh, makes you focus. Uh, something you may not even notice yesterday when you walk to your truck, <laughs> you smoke one, half one of them, 
wow, man, that's that's amazing colors on that leaves, you know, or so you know, it just it sharpens you up, makes you more focused, uh, level headed. I think. Uh, hell, it may even make you smarter. I don't know, but it's like it sharp. And he's talking about the nine pound hammer, dude. Uh, had a buddy about five years ago, I guess, maybe a little longer, I ain't sure, but. He had uh, he had got some nine pound hammer and it had six seeds in it. Uh, it was a bag seed, whatever, but it was phenomenal. And he knew I liked to experiment with seeds, so he brought the seeds to me. I kept it for four and a half years, or four and a half or five years. I kept it, and the reason I lost it was uh, power went out for fourteen days. Uh, and I, I, I saved, saved some others and let that and go pretty much. But, dude, thumbs up to Jinx, you know, or whoever, the, the nine-pound hammer. Uh, and I crossed it with Gorilla Glue, uh, crossed it with the Josie Wells cut. And, dude, uh, you couldn't ask for no better. You know what I mean? Uh, I, people still come up to me, you know, wanting it, you know, uh, just stuck, stuck out. You know what I mean? It was my nine pound hammer has always been my fucking sleeper strain. I don't yes. want to fuck with that shit during the day. I want that one right before I, that's my, my, my nighttime, but right before I want to go to bed, that's what I want is a hammer. And anybody that's ever told me they've had trouble with sleep, I've went, try that. And they've right. always came back going, you, you pick my number. Yep. <laughs> You're right. You're definitely right. Yeah. So, uh, do you make? I heard you uh, mention the hash there. You make to yourself some hashes. Oh yeah. Uh, I make. Well, I do it two ways. I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I make bub. You know, bubble cold water hash, bubble hash too, and I make dry sift hash, and then I like to. I got these little presses that makes like uh, uh hashish sticks they look like a tar plug but they'll be real gold looking <laughs> and uh, i got to making and playing with them and dude uh it's a it's a gotta have you know i gotta have a can full of them you know i mean that's the something i get to hurting real bad or something i gotta have it you know but i really like the hashish and the coke well the bubble uh actually I, I found some bubble i was moving some stuff around earlier and found a good chunk of bubble and I was like, nah, I didn't even know it was there, you know, and hey, I put it in that and oh man, total different. It'd been probably two weeks since I had any, you know, and I was moving this around and found that and I was like, what better time could I found that? I'm going to talk to Eagle. That's perfect. You know, it's meant to be. So yeah, I rubbed her down, <laughs> put the worm in it, you know, uh, well, hell I still got yeah. I still got a little bit of that in left, <laughs> but awesome medicine, dude. I love me some hash. I love me some hash. So, which would do you prefer? So, do you prefer the dry sift or do you prefer the bubble? Well, I be honest with you, I like the dry sift, uh, and mainly too, I think or what helps with that is I got that, like I said, I got them little 
it's like a little die makes the little looks like tar plugs but and you put them in the oven do what this so just warm them up so long and they turn so pretty and gold you know uh and heck dude uh but now like just then i had some of the bubble hadn't had none in two weeks uh you know both of them really either or one's to me is just good as the other really but seems like i don't know i i like both of them really and i, I got me a press i I've been playing around with a rosin press a little bit. Uh, it's okay, you know what I mean? But I'm more of a doobie, a joint smoker, you know. Uh, I smoke outside most of the time while I'm working, and, uh, yeah, I just smoke them most of the time, you know. But when I got hash, I, I fixed me a couple of separate ones up, you know, with hash, or I even put the rosin in them, you know, that I press. <laughs> press. Uh, but works out good, Uh awesome how far it's come you know uh i can remember uh beating trim with a stick you know <laughs> uh getting him keith but uh it i'm telling you uh i think i like it all you know i, I good joint with that on i think it just helps it you know uh full spectrum as we call it or whatever but uh I like the full spectrum deal, uh, a little bit of every bit of it, you know. Seems like the dabs right don't, right they hit you hard and fast, but they don't last as long, you know, uh, to me. And then, hell, I'll smoke shit out of them for two or three weeks, and I'll quit them for a few weeks because it gets to where your flare won't work as good if you, you know, you <laughs> hit the dabs a lot. Seems like in a week or two you get invincible <laughs> uh i lay off of them you know for a while lay off the down just smoke the dudes and you can tell a big, big difference but then when you go back to that down it'll ring your head you know what i mean uh boy they hit you quick i don't see how they hit you so fast eagle inhale exhale you're done <laughs> you know what I mean? that's crazy isn't it? Uh, well, I actually think why the what's up with the dabs there. I agree with you. They hit you hard, but it doesn't seem to carry for a long yep. period of time. And my thoughts on that is because it's uh, they've removed the fats and lipids out of it, to be honest with you. Fats are kind of what keeps it in your system. So you remove that, and it's you're taking out the, the time span. You're taking out the battery, in my opinion. Heck, yeah. That's probably what it is, you know, because, uh, I mean, you know, uh, I there's more to it than just that one turd panty. I mean, I agree, but I, I'd say you're right. I, that makes a lot of sense, uh, you know, uh, and good, seems like good, good terpy herb, you know, uh, seems like it's, if it, or put it this way, if it's got a lot of trichromes on it, it's going to be pretty good, whether it be how it hits you, it'll be a little different. But if it's super, super frosty, usually it's going to be pretty good. And I mean, one way or the other, it's going to be pretty good, you know. If they ain't got the trichrome coverage, I don't think they got the a lot of the different terps, or maybe it's all different. I don't even know, but I like, I like to try, I like for it to be super frosty. Uh, Seems like that's, you know, helps. I put it that way. And I've smoked some that didn't have a lot of frost on the outside that would, you know, leave you 
talking to yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's weird, but all different strands, I guess, got little different uses and effects. You know, uh, like you was just talking about bedtime. That's I agree with you a hundred percent. Some of it to put you in the bed, and some of it to put you out of the bed. You know, uh, it's crazy. So, do you have any uh, anything that you do in particular that you think that uh, helps uh, bring the frost and the density? You know what I mean. Do you have a yes. something that you add that fills your secret sauce? Well, you know, it, I think it's all a bunch of. It's got to be in the genetics. I think a lot of it's in the genetics, but you can play with that daggone light, that timer and do some crazy stuff. Uh, I saw some buds, I'm actually, I'll send you a picture sometime, but I saw some crazy stuff going on with playing with the light hours, the darkness hours. Um, they can, they, this boy can grow buds off of buds. You ever seen it done, Eagle? Like crowns look like four buds coming off another bud. Look like, a, almost like horns and, I mean, it's weird looking shit. My buddy can do. Sounds that. like they they went like a like a nitrogen spike later towards flower there, and then kind of wound them back out. That's pretty crazy. I mean, how's the product yeah. in the end there after they've kind of oh. taken it back uh, and forth a little bit there? Well, I don't know what. Like I say, I'm, he he's just I'm just learning a little bit about it. Uh, one of my buddies been playing with it, um, but like. And the temperatures, dude, uh, you know, uh, I think the number one defense that, that that the cannabis plants got or what it produced, what triggers most trichomes is cold weather. Um, dude, I, I've seen some stuff that just, you know, not be that frosty and then hit frost hit them. And a week after it frosted on them, uh, they'll get a little purple shade in them, but they would be like super dense and so frost. I mean, just unreal at the trichromes hit brought on in two weeks, one frost. You know what I'm saying? Uh, blew my mind, you know, uh, they're just crazy. And I think you can make any, I think you can make, you, which I don't, you know, um, let me ask you something. You, you may can help me with this, uh, but do you think it takes longer to get amber trichromes under the LEDs than it does the C C H uh, metal aldehydes and the ceramic and stuff. I actually think they come quicker, to be honest. With under the, the LEDs. LED, yeah, yeah. Okay. Much quicker. They shave off. Under my experience, man, the LED flower time under the LEDs shave at least a week off. Shave okay. at least a week off flower time. Finishing faster, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gotcha. I agree. Actually, uh, uh, <clears throat> just talking to that, I run some Bruce Banner, and um, it actually finished faster than anything in the garden. And I, I might have been throwing a little too much light at them, too, you know, and a little much, too much CO2. But, man, that thing, it was it was like it was supercharged. Uh, it finished way before anything else, you know, and uh, I just, I'm going to run some more and check it and see, but it was like a 55-day flower or something uh, 
crazy, you know, and which I think at the time I didn't have a PPFD meter. And I think I might've been throwing, you know, maybe a little too much PPFD in there too, but seemed like, uh, you know, uh, like you was just saying, hit finished way. I never had it finished that fast under metal aldehyde. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but on the other hand, to, or which maybe I, I tell you something too, like I say, I'm still playing with that light, the density, the power of it. Maybe I should have upped it a little sooner, you know, but like I had a hard time getting some amber trichromes out of some auto flares and like, uh, I don't know what would, you know, what would have caused that, uh, unless I had the room too hot. I don't know. Well, in, in that in particular case, I'm, I'm going to want to say, I don't, you know, again, this is, you know, strictly speculation here. I ran a lot of, well, autos, a couple, two shitty runs, but what I'm, you know, thinking here is, you know, them in particular strains that they may be showing, wanting to show more photo period leaning side of the auto than you're used right. to. You know what I mean? Right. I think that might just could be but part of it. Because it's the first time I ever run that strain, too. You know what I mean? I didn't know really when it finished, you know. But what got me is the water leaves or fan leaves had done, fell off, stems fell out of the nut, you know. And I'm like, man, this thing's ready, you know. But it was seemed like, you know, which I, I dropped the temperature, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I shaved a little time off on the timer and dropped temperature and they come around, but you know, uh, it, you know what I'm saying? It just puzzled me. You know what I mean? I was like, Hmm, over here, I have one finish early. And then over here, I got one. It won't finish, you know, uh, just same sort of, strain. No, same no, thing. Different. No different. Uh, yeah. I think I would almost let her go just to see if she would have fattened up on you. There you go. I had I had some uh, some veg and it's needing to go and I I, I could have well actually uh, uh, I just I still I got one of them I set one of them out and let it get good and cool you know I wanted to see what what I could just play experimenting with it you know what I'm saying uh, which is hell it's been warm the last few days here but it'll be back cold soon. Uh, I was going to just play with a little cold weather on one of them and see if it, just see how fast it would trigger that. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I believe a person play with that timer and stuff, you know, or what I'm saying is every strain's probably got a sweet spot on the timer. You know what I mean? Um, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I've even heard of, uh, a few growers trying to find, you know, basically the region that strain came from and trying to match light cycle and temperature to where, you know, the strange regional from. Makes sense. So, you know, I we talked a little bit about outdoors. Well, we've talked a lot about outdoors, but when you find, when you talk about how your strains get more durable over the years, I never asked you, are you in ground or are you in pots? And do you think that if uh, your strains are getting more bulletproof over the years, you think that that's part of the equation? You know what I mean? Is, you know, a good mycoic system, you know, just 
mm-hmm. you know, toughen Baking them up, up like that as well. Um, they're in the ground, be honest with you, but um, I do a lot of pots, but usually I only run autos and pots where I can, you know, move them if I need to move them around or whatever. But uh, most of what I'm talking about is in the ground, you know, uh, like beds, it's, you know, made beds, run them for six, seven years in the mountains. You know what I'm saying? Um, same bed, same place, just next season, you know. Uh, but it's – it, and I don't even know. Like I say, I don't know if it's something to do with the – I don't – I can't put – I can't figure it out. You know what I'm saying? But I, all I could – all I could think is maybe they climatizing maybe. And then again, maybe, you know, it's, it's in the forest uh, – not been logged, not been run through, you know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe they, maybe the microbes is that strong or something. I don't, I can't put my finger on it. I don't really know. But like you know, I say, I, I, I can't I help I, but think it's got a good portion to play with it, to be honest with you. Here in mm-hmm. this run, I got sitting here side by side. We did the earth boxes in the cocoa, you know what I mean? Same strain side by side. What one the ones that were in the the earth boxes the you know, which was a coots mix basically like smiley's tape spin on it and uh, the plant structure from side by side was completely fucking different to be honest with you the earth boxes the ones that were closer to a soil base were thicker the branches were you know, yes. you know, more girthier in structure. They were, they were completely different plants. And, you know, with that being said, like you're talking about outdoors in soil, you know, all around healthier plant from being in a, you know, down earth, roots right down in the earth into a spreading microsystem. I can't help but think you've got a, a good start on a base of a plant anyway. Then like we're talking about, you know, breeding for selection, strongest of the fittest out of, what's already a good thing i can't help but think you know breeding that way would only produce nothing but a stronger strain which would be gimpier bred indoors and like say cocoa you know what i mean you know i just can't help but think that's a huge factor i i agree uh and you know uh that's like i say uh the first time, say you buy a pack of seeds and you run it in a bucket in a tent, you know, sometimes I think, I don't think people's getting to see the full potential of it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what it really can do. And even I tell people, you know, uh, run them at first year and, and back cross self one, uh, cross one, do something because I've noticed that, uh, you know, uh, say you uh, breed it back to itself the first year, it seems like the second year, it's it's it, everything goes up. Every box goes up, you know, uh, and it keeps getting better, you know. Um, and even, say, if five years down the road, you can still go back to the original dad or mother, you know. I mean, it's just amazing, dude. Uh it's really amazing, uh, but I believe that I believe seeds climatize, you know. Uh, and I think if you what you're gonna be growing in, you need 
that where you're getting your seeds needs to be made in that kind of, you know, whether it be cocoa, soil, or uh, rock, or well, anything, you know. Um, if you, I think you can, it's a, they express themselves different, is what I'm saying. And just like you said right there, same strain, to, you know what I'm saying? They, and if you, you know, say you didn't run the earth box and you just think, you'd think that was the potential of that strain, you know, and you, but what I'm saying, it's like, you know, staking them up and, uh, strands that you got to take stakes and you know they won't hold yourself up pretty much when they start getting toward middle of flyer or end of flyer um seems like you got better bigger stems in the you know what in the mountain or in the earth you know uh seems like uh bigger stalks you know maybe it's something to do with all the sandstone silica i mean i don't know but dude they are animal outside and then you bring one of them animals and put it in a tent and raise it, uh, you're going to get an animal. You know what I mean? Uh, they go crazy. Vigorous. Uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, I'm talking ink, grow an inch or three inches in 24 hours. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, just crazy stuff I've seen, you know, done over the years with this with stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, these old guys had it figured out, and they didn't even have a computer. So tell me how they – they must have tested a lot, didn't they? <laughs> I mean, really, they, they knew this shit, you know what I mean? Uh, before a computer ever come out. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, this wild. And, like, north side of the mountain versus the south side of the mountain, uh, there's one side of the mountain nothing won't grow on, you know what I mean? Uh, you know what I mean? That's bottom line, ain't it? But it just amazes me, uh, you know, it's amazing. Uh, it's crazy. And I tell you, I've something else, uh, Eagle. I believe man play with them lights. Um, like the the biggest trees I ever growed, they got sunlight from one o'clock to five o'clock. The rest of the time they was under poplar trees, probably two hundred foot tall. And uh I'm not kidding you, which they had been chickens there for probably four years or five years, like he was talking about. I moved the chicken cage, and I'm not kidding you, bro. Them suckers beat stuff that was in full sunlight from when it come up to when it went down. And that makes me wonder, you know, why not crank that light down? You know, if, if they got it now, we can do it all this with your phone. But I believe start them out easy and then bump it up by about 1 o'clock, crank that baby up, you know, just experiment around with it, you know, because I, I've, I've watched this stuff over the years, you know, and – I'm telling you, the, the biggest trees I ever grew, uh, they didn't get no sun. They was in the shade pretty much until 1 o'clock. And from 1 to 5, they got the full spectrum of sun, you know. And it made me wonder, maybe that's what made them get so big. They was reaching and stretching maybe. I don't know. But I'm talking pulling, you know, uh, two and a half peas of plant, you know, dry. Uh and never fed them nothing but pH water, you know, but uh, it's just crazy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's a lot to it. And I'll be honest with you, I've told everybody that I believe that it'll do its thing on a lot less, you know, it don't need a whole lot, but uh, don't get me wrong. You can boost it and push it and supercharge it, whatever you want to do. But what I'm saying is I'm talking actually make it from start to finish healthy I don't think they require a lot, Eagle. Uh, 
I'm, I mean, and I'm, but now I've been growing, you know, I mean, just what I'm saying, you know, uh, heck, I've seen some crazy stuff. Uh, like I say, two runs through bag soil, you know, and never feed them nothing. Uh, I don't think, I mean, I think they'll do their thing on a lot less is what I'm saying, you know. Uh, everything probably, I mean, getting to the, when you start playing with the fine, there's a fine line is what I'm trying to say. There's a fine line between too much versus, you know what I'm saying. Uh, and far as like where your baseline is, I think the baseline's real low. They, they'll do their thing. They'll finish, start, go from A to B on a lot less than what people thinks is what I'm saying. Uh, man, they vigor. They want to go. They want to live. They want to grow. They want to reproduce, you know, don't they? I mean, they want to they want to stay around. But they, they got a livability about them, man. Uh, I've seen them growing, like I said, six inches of gravel. Uh, just blows me away. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shit. Just... I've seen some, some, seen you know. I've even set them out, and it's just crazy. Uh, I've seen them start and finish, and well, I mean, look at these solo cups. I mean, that gone. Uh, they run one start and finish in a solo cup. You know what I mean? Hell, they ain't much in that. You know, I mean, they they which they'd have to feed it. But what I'm saying is, them suckers don't require much to get to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, and I don't think they got to have a whole big lot of light either. Uh, but now, like I said, these light, you know, you can push them. They, they, but everything's got a breaking point is the way I look at it. You know what I mean? You can push anything, but everything's got a breaking point. Um, I'd rather stay on the lower end of the line is over. Once you hit the top, go to the other side, you're done. You know what I mean? You go over, you over. As long as you keep them coming, keep them a little hungry, you know, uh, they'll thrive harder. You know what I'm saying? Keep them thriving. Yeah, it's easier to add than it is to take away, especially yeah. out of medium like that. Right. It makes perfect sense. Heck yeah. A lot of people don't, they don't even know what I'm talking I don't about. Know. You know, I, I don't know if you've been able to see Chad today, but man, Chad's been giving you props all day long, man. All night long, they've good. said nice hey, things about yeah, that, it, every one of them. Uh, heck yeah, good people right there. Good people. Yeah, it sounds like you're growing some fire over there. That's for sure. That sounds like you definitely know what the hell you're doing and, uh, Got a good grasp on how, how to do it. And have but a year, you know, uh, I'm just getting a feel, but I, I, I'm all time experiment. I like to try new stuff. You know what I'm saying? I think that you gotta you gotta pop them to find that next Elvis Presley, you know what I mean, or whatever, you know. You gotta go, you gotta you gotta you gotta go through them, you know. Find what you like. Cause I'll be honest with you, chunky, super chunky, is a hard thing to find nowadays. You know, I didn't realize it, Eagle, till uh, I get to looking around and dude, a lot of people ain't got them dense. You know what I mean? Just Super chunky, super hard. That shit's about gone, ain't it? 
uh, I mean, it's around. And like I said, I hope they legalize it federally all the way across the United States. We'll see strands that we've never seen before. There'll be stuff people breaks out uh, that people ain't seen in a long time. You know what I mean? Um, these people hold that stuff sacred, man. Uh, like won't even let their grandkids have it and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, they, it's crazy. You know, hopefully that is something that we see come about, you know what I mean? Legacy strains. It'd be cool to fucking see some legacy fucking strains passed down from generations to to generations. Yes. It happens, I'm telling you. Uh, You know, it's a a culture, dude. Uh, And that's what I love about it. Uh, There's a thousand ways you can grow this plant. I've tried at least a thousand. you know what I'm saying? But there's a thousand ways to do it. And, hey, if it works for you, what works for me may not work for you. You know what I mean? But you got to find out what works for you, you know, uh, what puts the numbers or, or what you like, you know, uh, whatever, you know. Uh, hell, you, it's your, you know, you're the one going to be using your medicine. Uh, if you settle for anything less than what you need, uh, you know, what I'm saying is, uh you know, uh, which, you know, most people will be happy just to f- grow their own medicine. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot, you know, that's what sucks is that we live in a country that people can't grow their own something that helps them so many different ways and then they get treated bad for it. You know, it ain't no different ginseng, bro. Uh, that's what they do here in uh, mountains and stuff, you know, they, uh, I mean, to me, it's a herb just like ginseng. I mean, you know, uh, no different. Uh, they make different kinds of medicine out of ginseng. They, why, look at the medicine they can make out of this plant, you know? Just, it ain't even right, dude. Uh, and, but that goes back to they want to, they want you on that uh, man-made monkey dope, don't they? Crazy. Unfortunately so. Yep. And they, the other reason they like you on that is because they create like, fucking more deficiencies so they can give you more fucking medicine. Yes. Cannabis is fucking, you get cannabis. It helps everything. You don't need, you don't fucking need another drug on top of cannabis for your fucking whatever. It's fucking it's it's a, sick. It's just, you're right. You're right. It's a stomach pill, nerve, pain. It's it's got from A to Z in it, and I agree with you. Uh, you're 100 right. Uh, it's got. I mean, don't get me wrong. You may have like it goes back. You may have to find a strain that suits you, but I guarantee you, there's a strain that'll help you one way or the other. Whether it be your stomach, uh, can't sleep, can't eat. Man, I've seen this. Hey, I've seen it do some amazing stuff, but uh, you know, with my own eyes, I, I I've seen it, uh, and I think. Be honest with you, uh, Eagle. Wait and see if uh, wait and see if this CBD ain't like the best thing for the gout that was ever made. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Man, you should patent that right now. Uh, you you call that patent in, we'll patent that. I'm telling you, it's hitting and sting weed, nettle weed or whatever. Them two right there, we blend them together. They'll kill the gout in the air. Uh, crazy, crazy. And that shit's painful if anybody's dealt with it. You know what I mean? It's bad shit. And for like seven of them uh, pills that they used to give me for gout, uh, 
what was the name of them? Uh, uh, 140 bucks for seven of them. Uh, shoot. Uh, uh, I can't think of it. I can't think of the name of it, uh, but it was for the gout, gout medicine. But I believe is about as good as it is, but uh, or an approximate, but no joke. CBD oil and uh, nettle weed uh, knock it in no time. Uh, I couldn't believe it. it I, the guy told me about it, and I, I tried it, and it worked. Yeah, you know, that's, you know, one of the things that's, encouraging about cannabis is it's it's a beauty all all just the way it is just just the fucking way it is you know what i mean you pull it out of the ground and use it it's a beautiful thing but as we science is coming into the picture and we started like you're calling out cbd here that's just one of the great molecules as we start to you know piece the puzzle together we're realizing, oh, these this one's great for this, and this one's great for this, and this one's great for this. But we haven't even kind of come across like you know mixing them up on a, like a chemical level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like brown guy four twenties kind of messing with that, or right now kind of putting CBG with N. You know what I mean? Yeah. These two are made for sleep. Well, here's a cannabis based, you know, sleeping pill. You know what I mean? That will knock your ass out. And it's as we be able to mix them back and forth, you know, in different combinations, we're going to be able to unlock a whole lot more with what it can do. And they should have been studying that 40 years ago. They probably could have done had a cure for cancer and everything. I mean, you know, honestly, um, it should have been studied years before now, shouldn't it? Uh, finally, thank God we got somebody in there, you know, to got to research in it. But Imagine if they'd started researching it 30 or 40 years ago. What it, you know, like you said, it's we still learning. Heck, they probably still learning, you know, medical benefits of it right now. Like, well, they pay it, I guess, you know, studying it, you know. But uh, it should have been done earlier, shouldn't it? Instead of being looked down on. But that, you're right. Oh, I, I think they, I think they knew back then. I think that's one of the reasons why they they Keep did it, suppress hush, hush. it when they did. Makes yeah. sense. Though they can sell their garbage. It's all fine and great. You know what's funny is you know as these times progress, a lot of these same people that you know push these medicines, these poisons, you know I've seen a couple in a few cases. You know, the, not firsthand, but through media, you know, what their loved ones get sick and then embrace cannabis, and then it's all of a sudden, you know, a little bit different story. You know what I mean? But uh, I guess things don't reach home until you sometimes when you yep. put your greed aside and you're reaching out to grasp for your own life or a loved one's life and then you're willing to try step outside the box and open your mind but it's sad that it takes you know almost a life-altering experience for that to come about for some people are you right uh exactly right and i think that's what helped us get to where we at now you know more people well actually they was a judge in my state 
uh, I think cannabis cured his, uh, he had rect or colon cancer, I think. And uh, they used cannabis oil or RH, RSO or something and, and helped him. And he, you know, he's changed his story. He changed his song on the, on the marijuana, you know what I mean? It opened his eyes up. Uh, people's getting more educated on it, you know? Uh, and I'm, I'm glad, uh, cause for years we was treated like pure outlaws and criminals and hell always doing is trying to help ourselves and help people, you know, uh, not hurting nobody, not bothering nobody or nothing, you know, uh, that's, that's, that's crazy, but I'm glad that it's changing, bro. Uh, I hate to see some things change, but, you know, uh, I'm just glad that they're getting educated on it and seeing that it is, man, you know, there is a benefit to it. Uh, it really does help your stomach and this and that, you know. I'm going to grab me a water, dude. Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah, you got to definitely love this plant, that's for sure. Got some cold coffee here. Be good. <laughs> Moonshine. <laughs> Nothing wrong. Love some cold coffee. I like, I, that's a whole other thing, man. I'll drink coffee however I can get it, to be honest with you. I'm about lucky. I've drank cold for years. I don't even, I got a nice bun coffee maker that, that fucking burners, it, that, that thing's, got some time on it i bet you that burner is like new the warmer part of it because i don't use that some bitch man i don't man i fucking i turn it on and i either put it in a, another pot that's you know insulated because man that that burner will wreck the coffee in time flat and i don't i can't enjoy super hot coffee i like something i can drink, drink. i don't want to have to sit around for wait for it. I want to drink that shit. <laughs> I'm just like you. Uh, I, like, I like my coffee now. Uh, but just part of the day in it. I mean, get you going. That's for sure. So do you have any suggestions for like, say, drying tips? How's your, how do you, uh, Work your drying. Your Buddy, I like that. I'll be honest with you. I like that 60 60 myself. Uh, I like to hang them. Uh, I, like, I like it around, which I, you know, if it, I feel like 65 ain't going to hurt you on temperature, but I like about 60 60 myself. And uh, I hang dry for about 14 days and then I go to jars, you know, uh, or sometimes, uh, if it's really dense, I, I, I'll hang it 14 days and then I'll put it in brown paper bags for a week or two, um, then put it to the jars. But, and I like, I like a four, at least about a four week cure on it, you know, uh, just so it brings out, you know, hit a, I feel like it'll, it'll show everything it's got in four weeks cure, you know, uh, we're not saying it won't get a little better or worse as it goes on, but I'm saying it four week cure, it should show you, you know, even your terps and your THC, you should be able to good judgment in four week cure, I think. I like them when you got them in a the jar, Eagle, and they gas off and 
looks like dabs in the tops of the the hole. See, see the crystals in the I'm stuck in the jar. You can about rake them out. Uh, I like to take the gas off and them stick to the top of the jar. Right on, right on. Yeah, I've been fucking. <laughs> I've been uh, laughed at it some of my uh, cheap ways in a couple of times. And one of the times that I am super cheap about is them trichomes on that jar i have been i do this many many times i got a one inch tapered brush if you've ever done any painting uh that i use so after i empty out my jars i know them trichomes are stuck to the jar like that the good head full heads and i'll sweep the jars <laughs> And then I'll sweep them out. I got a little shot glass that I sweep all them sweet trichomes out. And then I, once that glass gets full, I'll like fucking put it in a, uh, a bubble bag. I've got one gallon bubble bags and I'll put it in a 120. I'll give it a couple quick shakes just to get out, you know, whatever particulates in there. And I'll press that shit into a temple wall that is uh, so good so good but a lot of people would just fucking throw that shit away man i guess i've been too cheap for too long but man not me i just i remember hey uh dude uh i'm just like you uh i try not when i cut it i try not to shake nary trichrome off you know what i mean i need every trichrome you know because hell you know how it's been uh but i'm just like you uh I'll save my trimming up till I get me a five-gallon bucket full of sugar leaf, and I'll bubble it or sift it and then bubble it, you know, uh, make my butter. Uh, we don't – I even I even take all my stems. I, I leave my root balls in the ground, but I take all my stems after I trim it. I'll put them in a big kettle, and I go out in my garage, and I'll simmer them bad boys for about 12 hours, and I'll pour that – strain that water off, and then I'll dilute it and feed it back to my plants. Uh, yeah, we, I don't wait. I feed the leaves to them. I don't, hey, if you ain't careful with that stem brewer, you'll burn, hey, you'll roast them, bro. Uh, you got to dilute it almost like 500 to 1. Uh, it's potent. <laughs> um, but no joke, it, I feed, you know, the leaves to them, the stalks back to them, and I try to ever try crown I, I can gather, I try to keep, you know. Uh, I got, me and my woman both uses it, and uh, yeah, it uh, got to have them, you know what I'm saying? And I love it when them jars, hey, one time I went three seasons through three whole years and just never bothered my jars, just keep adding. And Eagle, I ain't kidding you for, for two solid months, it was a blur for me, dude. Uh, I had a pile of tri I had a, probably a teacup full of them good fresh trichromes, you know? Oh man, <clears throat> daggone, well, like I say, about two months was a blur there um, that I smoked that whole teacup full of those, but daggone, man, that's that's the good stuff, ain't it? <laughs> uh, in, my, in my opinion, you know, uh, top, of, top of bow off with it or, that run across the joint inside and out. Uh, 
Yeah, that's that's the gold, I think. So I want to give you a shout out and some props, man. Man, right now for uh, the STEM thing. Because that's one thing I'll definitely take away from tonight. I, I, I can't help but wonder how many other people that are watching right now and will watch us and be like, son of a bitch, that's gold. Because I've never really thought about it, but it makes perfect sense, to be honest with you, too. Because I actually feed my, when I make hash, I fucking is, I, is, I can't, I'm not going to store this shit. You know what I mean? So I like, I'll make sure the plants are hungry. Hash day, you know what I mean? Yes. Because uh, I take that water and I fucking let it get warm. I cut it in half and I give it to my girls because I know they love it. You know what I mean? I know they love it. I try to save as much of it for my plants as possible. But to utilize some stems and, you know, a brew like that, that I, it makes perfect sense in my eyes. It really does. I mean, it's genius, to be honest with you. You know how the... You know how the trichromes look on your hash water, like almost like an oil floating on top or lard or grease or something in the boat? When you do the stem brew, you'll see that in top. And I wouldn't doubt if that ain't nothing but terpenes. But I'm telling you, <clears throat> you got to be careful. It will burn them. But, man, uh, they is something. And even when you get none of the stems, uh, Eagle, they look like they've been laying out in the weather for six months when you get done brewing them. And throw them out, you know, I compost them to my worms, but they they look like they've been laying out in a field for six months, <laughs> you know. So you take everything in them out, you know, <clears throat> or I think you do. And do y'all got horse weeds up there in uh, Michigan, nobody? You ever hear shared of them? Horse no, weeds? I How about Indian hemp? You ever hear of Indian hemp? I've heard of the Indian hemp. Yeah. Okay. They, uh, one of my friends says that they the same thing. Uh, I'd never heard of Indian hemp. And he come to my, my farm and he's like, golly, he's like, dude, what are you giving him Indian hemp? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> I use them for shade trees <laughs> for my chickens. But uh, anyways, uh, <clears throat> he said they're actually in the, cannab in the hemp family, but they got like a, a big old stem, holler stem, and it's full of old white, like, almost like caulking, white caulking looking stuff. And my buddy, he he throws that in a barrel and puts brown sugar on it and lets rainwater fill it up. And he feeds that during veg. And I ain't kidding you. You talking about looking at 150, 200 plants that every one of them's praying in the same color, He his is. Uh, he has got, you know, he and I don't know what all else he does, but he's a organic guy, but you know, he. He showed me that he he had a stick there. He eagle he put them in that cut out barrel. He'd beat them things smither them to smithereens with that stick. And that rain put brown sugar on it, and then that rainwater sat there. And he would use that. And he he said that the enzymes in it was like for super fast growth or something like that. He was telling me, but I told him I said, dude, I got fields full of that stuff. I said one day I'm going to try, you know, just to see if I like it. Cause I know I like the stem, the, you know, boiling the simmering the stems, but I'm going to try what he's talking about because I got them right here on my place, you know, and plenty of them. And heck that may be, you know, it might be something else I like, you know, I just got to try it and see. 
Yeah, I think there'll be uh, some good shit there. I hope you do try that shit out as well, man. Sounds like, like I said, like I said, it sounds like you're very much on point there, man. I'd love to try some of your cannabis someday, man. I hope that uh, we cross we'll paths someday, my friend. Okay. Yeah. I, and yes, sir. I'm hoping everything gets back. I ain't much on purple, but can you see that? Uh, like I said, I get my phone deleted and I can send you some, but the, that's a purple auto uh, flare. I don't, like I said, I ain't much on purple, but I've not even tried it yet. Uh, but I just wanted to show that to you right quick. I had that open. Uh, but yes, I hope everything gets lined back out. And uh, I'd like to, you know, go go to some events and just go do something, you know. I mean, get out for a while, you know. We didn't even get to go on vacation. Actually, I don't think I've been on a vacation the last five years. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go on vacation or something, you know. <laughs> Do something. Get out of the house. Get out and heal. I know here in Michigan, we're, we're, I've definitely got me some spring fever, man. I have been out the last few days. I almost put shorts on. I was almost that goofy fucker today at Walmart, 45, wearing shorts and shit. Hell yeah, it's coming. <laughs> we had, we had two days. One day it was 66. And the next day it was like 65. And I dang, it was just too. I mean, I like you said, I was enjoying the sunshine and two days of it. And then it started raining and it has rained. Today is like the third, second day or third day. And it's actually flooding, you know, some parts of the state's getting flooded and everything. Uh, but just un, unreal at the rain we've had. But it did, it was nice for two days. It, it was actually starting to dry up. Not now. Well, again, I don't think that's going to be a problem for me this year so far anyway. We got a lack of snow. I'm actually starting to worry about my freaking uh, water table up here. I'm on a well, too, because, uh, you know, and as when I came up here, I'm in a heavy snow belt. I get a lot of snow. or it, well, with this is the, Well, I don't know if I get a lot of snow or if I keep a lot of snow. I think it's more properly said that I keep a lot of snow. Once it comes, it stays cold enough to where it just stays. That's a good you know thing. I mean, this year I mean not a good thing example. for you, but... I haven't got a... This year's perfect example, man. I, I haven't got a lot of snow, but I got snow. But, man, that first year... Well, I got pounded. It was like I was out there shoveling every other day, four or five inches. And every year since, it's been less, 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 less. And, you know, they, everybody around me tells me, you know, this ain't right. You know, all the people that you know, grew up around here, you know, fucking, we usually get a lot more snow. So, you know, I can't help but wonder what's going on that way. But I'm moreover worried about my water table. Because I've seen the less, 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 less. And then on top of that, we've seen uh, less, 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 less of rain as well. You know, so I've been kind of, you know, this year when 
things come, I'm gonna I'm wondering that man, is it gonna be a dry well year this year for me? Because man, I just don't see a lot of water returning. Right. We did like I said last year, I think I heard them say that we was 19 inches over normal <clears throat> for over the whole year, you know. But and like this year, I ain't kidding you. Uh it's unreal to rain we get in here. You know what I'm saying? Like literally, you could probably count on your hands how many dry, how many times the ground's been dry since December. Uh, no joke. It's it's just, uh, and the rivers are full, the creeks are full. Um, you know what? I'm, I mean, it ain't got nowhere to go but just run. You know, travel. Um, actually, I saw some pictures today of a couple counties over. Uh, man, it was taking cars down the creek this morning and stuff like bad flood you know uh and it wasn't supposed to get to me until like tonight but when i first started talking to you it was pouring now it's quit so i'm hoping it stays quit but crazy weather dude uh, we've been having some crazy weather uh it's almost like mother nature's mad or something i don't know pissed off or something so you gotta fucking tell me about sex wax. Fuck sex wax sounds like some thick ass shit, man. Like <laughs> tough. Sounds like it takes a, a minute to develop some fucking sex wax, my friend. <laughs> tell me about fucking <laughs> sex wax. Man, just, you, you cracked me up. Uh, I about lost it right there, um, but. Uh, Dude, that is a, a surfboard wax um, is what that is. Uh, it's actually a wax made for surfboards is what I've been told anyway. I, I'm not 100% sure. Well, actually, that's what they say. But anyway, uh, I got this in South Carolina on a, out there at the ocean. And uh, that's what the guy, I asked him because, I, you know, I, I, I thought he might have had some good wax or something, you know. And uh, he's like, no. Nope. That's surfboard wax. I said, oh, okay. Okay. But that's, yeah, that's what it is. I'm calling that shit. I'm calling that shit right now. That's my next strain name. <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't taken already, that's my fucking next strain name right there. I can't think of a better fucking name for a fucking some of that sex wax, man. That sounds like some stinky dang fucking bun right there that your fucking scissors would barely fucking cut through and shit. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, crazy. But, uh, yeah, that that's what I was thinking too the whole time, but he, he told me it was a surfboard wax, and I was like, well, shit. I was hoping, because they had, hell, they had cannabis, uh, posters and any any kind of glass you wanted and you know and that's i was hoping that he had something pretty good you know but hell i didn't need no surfboard wax you know what i'm saying but he gave me a hat so i didn't say nothing you know uh, i mean seriously think about that i mean i would cheese from fucking ear to ear so somebody fucking slid me a sack that said sex wax on it <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck you Brandon. Here, 
God damn, gotta I gotta try. get into this. What? <laughs> Hell yeah. That that would sell itself. I swear to I swear it would. I seen that. It's funny. I seen a strain called G Spot one time. Uh Vancouver Seed Company. Uh uh about the same, you know, it made me look twice. Uh I was like, damn, I would order that and just try it, you know? That's funny. Because, uh, yeah, it made me wonder, because you kind of leaned into the camera there. And even chat was like, sex work, sex wax, sex wax. And they were like, sex wax, sex wax, sex wax. I'm like, so that got me looking. I'm like, you leaned in again. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I got to ask. I got to fucking ask. <laughs> That's right. Hey, get <coughs> I shouldn't have one. There's my cat. There's another. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I supported 110%. Hell <laughs> yeah. Very true statement there. That's funny. That's funny. That fit right up in uh, the cast line there. She's got, she's actually got, they smoked the fucking goat fucker over there. So sex wax would fit right in, right into that, that fucking fold right over there. That'd be. <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, that is fucking too funny. Too funny, man. Thank you. That made me smile, man. <laughs> <laughs> the shit that you know what I mean you know, yeah. it's a big it's a big yet small world man some of the shit you never hear about unless you travel or fucking mm -hmm. you know what I mean oh yeah that's fucking, that's fucking different I'm telling you that's what I say uh, it's growing different cultures you know what I mean different different uh, craft it's a craft you know I guess you'd say but uh, different Different cultures does different ways, you know, different. I guarantee you every state's probably got a different, you know, um, profile. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, several profiles, different profiles of cannabis, but they got their spin on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like you, I mean, a uh, certain person grows something so long, you look at it, you can look at his stuff you can, you know whose it is. You know what I'm saying? It, it's like it. It's a craft, man. I don't know. It's art, really. I guess, but it's crazy. It's amazing. It is. As far as like that goes, you get to the point where you get to, to know them strains enough that uh, you can actually look through the garden, man. There's certain strains I don't even need to label them pots. You know what I mean? Nine oh, pound yeah. hammer, I can pick the nine pound hammer out of a fucking <laughs> thousand. I feel like I could pick, pick that girl out of a thousand strains, just like in a room, right. just be like, oh, that's nine. Right back there. That's for sure. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. you, you I'm know even it. kind of funny about saying that uh, I can be impartial, almost like to the point in a, in a kind of jokingly way that uh, like taking clones is like almost like 
a stepchild almost. You have to learn to love it to where stuff you pop from seed and nurse through its whole life, you've got that attachment with, you know what I mean? That's one of your girls. Like I said, you can pick <laughs> them ones out of your garden. You know what I mean? Easily. You know, that's, you know what I mean? I, have their I spin. Take, for some reason, tend to take better care of them ones than no. I agree with you. We sort of know we lean lean to it. No, we lean to stuff, you know. Some love to them girls. I agree with you. Um it's art, man. Uh there's way lot uh, there's several different ways of doing it, but you know, uh end product. It, it's it's gonna help somebody you know what i mean uh it's just it's wild it really is it's amazing so what are some of the couple of have you actually made a couple of your own crosses you know what i mean and what are yeah. they you know what i mean you have a couple that you've named out proud yeah. of yeah yeah i I crossed the banner and the Russian. I crossed the Russian on hog's breath. Uh, I got a mason jar full of them. I made them about four years ago and I've been using it ever since, but uh, they're rigs, but uh, I bred the hog's breath over the Russian and dude, Eagle, it'll produce, uh, if you let it go, you know, uh, full cycle outside, it'll produce, uh, buds big as your forearm and two foot long you know uh, anywhere from three quarters to a pea to two pea per plant it's just it's a a brood and you don't have to stake it up or none of that uh just off with i got some pictures of some some i show you i'll send you but they uh i'm talking uh like some centers that weighed 16 ounces wet you know what i'm saying uh almost Maxwell House coffee cans. It's crazy, crazy. Uh, but that was the hog's breath and the white Russian crossed. And when I bred the banner in the white Russian, they don't get as big. They, they'd be better indoor, you know, they, but they get bushy, but they got that burnt rubber, like gassy turp to them or sort of like a, man, almost like a chemical smell. Uh, and if you don't let them go full term, they got the craziest, or like if somebody cuts it early, it's got like a crazy, like a stank bug, dude. Like it's got like a, you can't even smoke it. It's, it's crazy. But if you let it mature, oh, dude, it's it's got a it's stout smell, real mullusk, uh, like a little cooler full of stink a whole house up when you screw the lid off of it. Uh, real stanky stuff, danky, gassy stuff. Uh, but I got the Jerry Garcia, I bred the Jerry Garcia on some uh, slurricane, uh, crossed it on slurricane some. Um, I've uh, I got some purple kush a friend gave me there. It's, Alice, it's crazy. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to cross hit some. I'm actually going to breed it. I like it that good. Uh, I'm, I'm going to breed it um, most definitely. And uh See, because it, it is, he told me he thought it was special, and he it is special. <laughs> uh, 
but uh, been playing with some, making some odd holes, some semi-autos, uh, a few of them. Uh, like I said, my festos on the autos, uh, he first tracker homes, man, uh, he's killing it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you can take, uh, you can get some, I'll be honest with you, his auto, a lot of people wouldn't know it. You know, they wouldn't know, don't get no difference in it. it but he's got good track on coverage. And then I had a, some I made three years ago from a company called Cream of the Crop Seeds. Uh, ordered them from Attitude. Um, it was called Cash Crop Auto. And uh, I done a little breeding with one. I liked them real good. And I bred one of them. And uh, I'm, I'm eager to try some of them. And then I actually bred the Northern Light 5 over a, across to an auto last or two year last year. Uh, I'm, so I'm, uh, I run head over that uh, farm stomper from Mephesto. I crossed it over the Northern Light and then I bred uh, some of the cream of the crop. Uh, cash crop. Oh, I bred across them two ways there. I'm excited to to run some of them and see what I can do there. See what the, you know. See what happens. Which I'd like to breed them back one more time so I can see a little more of the auto stuff. You know, shortness of them. But dude, for years we had an early pearl here, uh, Northern Light Five and early pearl cross. Finished super early. It would finish by like Labor Day. Uh, <laughs> It's ready to cut by Labor Day if you got it out by Valentine's Day outside. And uh, super, super, super good stuff. Uh, but food around and lost, which I got. I got a bottle of, uh, I got a thing of seeds that's got as uh, Northern Light 5 and Early Pearl Crossed. But I sort of been holding back on them, you know. Uh, I don't know why, but I just been holding them back. Uh, but. Actually, that's the only thing I got that's got any of the early pearl in it. I'd love to find some early pearl seed, um, you know, where, which I've tried a lot of the seed banks that keep seeds for 25 years, you know. Uh, they ain't got it either, but uh, I'd like to find some early pearl. Uh, dude, that, that was the auto to have right there. That, uh, that's what I told my buddy a while back. Uh, I've, I've played with several autos and I wouldn't trade the early pearl for none of them that I played with. Uh, and it finished super fast. Uh, I even run some early girl one time. It was real good. But the early pearl was when I bred it over the Northern Light, uh, which, of course, we, you know, making something finished by Labor Day, 1st of September, that was the key. But, dude, it was super, super good stuff, you know. Uh, just can't even – I ain't found no auto flyer like it, you know what I mean? It's one of these things, you know, as you know, you go through your cannabis journey. There's like, uh, I believe it was a uh, mole vision. If it wasn't, uh, it was a gentleman for him. Oh, I'm drawing a blank right now. Oh, I guess it was. Uh, so sorry to that person, but. Like they were stating, you know, growing can be like an onion. You know, you can pull it back many, many facets. Cheddar Bob was the one reference on that, you know. And every time you get to like a plateau where you kind of like, eh, 
had a lot of fun with this. You know, there's so many avenues you can turn down, you know, at, you know, organics. Fuck, I, the, the, the auto door yet is uneven, uncracked for me yet. I've tried a few fucking failed runs early on with some autos. So now autos are coming to the point where they are now. It's a whole new avenue for me to try, you know, to be excited about. So uh, it's ever evolving. And I love it. I tell you what, Eagle, uh, my buddy bought a bulk pack from uh, uh, Expert Seeds. Uh, I think they're in Canada, maybe, or Netherlands somewhere. But Expert Seeds, he bought a bulk pack. Wasn't bad at all of some autos last year. And didn't pay a lot for them, uh, really. And uh, I ain't kidding you, bro. Uh, he called me. He's like, uh, yeah, he said, uh, you know, they, this feed's ready. He's like, you need to come over. Well, I went over there, and uh, I ain't kidding you. Dude, the chunkiest, and every one of them probably standing almost head high. But he, you know, he hadn't grown a lot. He didn't top them or train them or nothing, you know. He let them this Christmas tree. And uh, I ain't kidding you, Eagle. Uh, the most dense nugs that I've seen in a long time. And I was like, what? This ain't no auto. He's like, yeah. He said, I'm telling you. He's like, here, take you some. He said, I bought them in bulk. He said, boy, they good. And I said, yeah, really? And I, I've i been playing with them. And I'm telling you, uh five ounces of plant you know in 90 days uh pretty much and it is dude when i say when i get this card swap cleaned uh i'll show you but it is some rocks you know what i mean i'm talking like grabbing a gravel a lit limestone gravel or something you know it's just solid as a rock from bottom to top too no i mean it was crazy and actually pretty good you know pretty good quality to it uh he let them you know, flush out good. I mean, it, it, I'll be honest with you, it amazed me. And that's what I told him. I was like, dude, autos has changed a lot. I said, man, thumbs up. You know, uh, the, they, they come in a right up. They can't, they just keep getting better and better and better. You know, I can remember the first ones I ordered from Dynafilm. I mean, don't get me wrong. They was gas, but they, uh, heck, they, you'd be lucky if you got an ounce of plant, you know, uh, but that burn uh five six years seven years they they got them they they getting there you know what i'm saying uh and especially like more of the afghani autos i found uh they a good a good afghani auto uh it's hard to beat you know really i mean hard hard to beat uh pretty good medicine you know what i'm saying uh a lot of people don't need a lot of people, you know, buy it and don't even know that it's auto flyer or nothing. It's just so solid and so crystally. Uh, you can't tell the difference in it, you know. And gassy too, you know, uh, super gassy. But yeah, they done a killer job on the autos. That's for sure. And that Mephesto's, he, I promise you, he, what I've got from seeds wise, they they've stood out from everything, you know, that I've been playing with or whatever. That's the reason I, I bred that. I liked that one so good. I I bred some of them and crossed them and been playing with them. But they they coming along, man. But I'm like you, you know. And good things about them. Yeah. My manifesto there. Yep. 
super super crystally, you know, super trichrome, uh, frosty. Uh, what I've had has been well, like I said, it'll stick out. You know, it's so frosty it'll stick out away from everything. But heck, like I said, if I could find uh, the early pearl I used to have, uh, I wouldn't even worry about breeding autos. You know what I mean? Uh, if I could find that early pearl, I'd I'd just make a couple crosses and be I'd, I'd be happy. But you know, maybe it's gone. You know, I ain't seen it or heard of it. You know, but it was a good one. You never know. Somebody watching this, it might either have some or have a line on it for you. You never know. Be nice. It was a good one. But you're right. They did, that's what I said. You know, uh, just it's amazing to, you know, what probably what I was around that we don't, you know, uh, which hopefully everything. Like I say, everything goes fairly legal. I think that some stuff will surface. Uh, maybe you know people won't be so hid with it. You know what I mean? And say, like I said, the, these people around here that won't even let their grandkids have have the seeds. You know what I mean? That it, it's like like a they hold it. You know dearly. Uh, it's just it's weird. But heck. Uh, I don't know. It's just crazy. So, uh, man, we've had a great night of conversation. I'm trying to think of anything that I haven't, uh, you know, asked you about. Man. So, I was gonna tell what you. do you do in your? Go ahead, my friend. Uh, I was going to tell you, hey, look, uh, this, uh, I found out another thing that cannabis likes real good eagle uh, is limestone rock. You know, uh, put some, mix some limestone rock, which like where I live, it's real common here. There's limestone quarries everywhere, but um, that limestone rock works about as good as uh, pumice or perlite or, you know, uh, it's it's I believe it's high in calcium or something. Uh, cannabis likes that stuff. Uh, they they really like it. Uh, so somebody can't you know try it. They're got access to it. Mix a little in you you know put a little in bottomy pots or mix some in your dirt. Uh, good aeration. Uh, you can get some. They size it like fifty sevens here. It'll be a half inch and smaller. It's all very you know best. It's better than perlite. You know what I mean. And you can get a ton for six bucks. Six dollars a ton too. You know. Uh, a lot, you know, that's a good tip too. It only makes sense. And, and we're I myself and a lot of people that I talk to as of late, man, we're looking for a reason to fucking ditch perlite. Something else to use for aeration. Pumice stone and now limestone sounds like a you know. Sounds like it's one of those things when you hear it, it's like, yeah, that just makes sense. Yep. You know what I mean? I believe it's high in calcium or something. Even like the water that runs out of these mountains, they say they they say it's real high in calcium because it's limestone water. You know, uh, actually, my creek runs over limestone in a lot of places. 
Mm, it's great too. It's a great too. Uh, another question from chat was uh, Cass wanted to know what kind of uh, chickens do you got there? What kind of roosters? What kind of chickens? Uh, the ones I hold dearly is radios. Uh, they've been in my family since uh, early '80s. Uh, my uncle, he he's had them since early '80s. Uh, the same line uh, that they, they I'll be honest with you, Eagle. They made me famous pretty much in that world, you know. Uh, but I was just born into it. My uncle already had them when I was born, you know, and I just took up liking to it and uh, just like anything else, you know, you breed the best and let go of the rest and uh, you, you sculpt something, you know, you, you shrink that gene poo on them, you know, tighten it up where they all just like, you know, but uh, yeah, it, uh, they hatch radios, grays, uh, but mostly I'm known for the radios. Uh, they also asked, does uh, you have any other type of livestock? You run any other type of livestock? Yeah, I got horse, miniature horses and uh, guineas, big horses, dogs. Uh, but I got a, we got about nine, nine min, miniature horses. Uh, my mom's been breeding them for, fooling with them for 25 years we've had them. Uh, got them down to like 30 inches tall. Uh, you know, full grown, 30 inches tall, 32. I had some ducks. Lucky Mike. Uh, I had some ducks ahead. that I, I, I had some ducks that I bred down for my daughter. Uh, she's 15 now, but when she was little, I, I took some ducks and bred them down to where they'd be real small and pulled uh, up around and let the varmints get them, but put a lot of time into it, you know. Really cool. Look, here's a couple of my horses. <laughs> That's a week old. Holy shit. <laughs> week old. It's cool, man. That's really cool. Lucky Mike asked if you grow when you grow outside, do you grow Cincy or do you grow seeded or both? Uh, definitely you know i mean i might see the limb here and there or if i'm gonna do a cross i'll do it somewhere totally different you know what i mean um but i do like uh just pollinating a couple bottom limbs you know uh if you got a something you really like shiny you know you, you like it you can see the couple bottom limbs and there won't be no seed nowhere else you know what i'm saying sort of control where you want it Johnny Cannonseed would like to know uh, how old do the mini horses get? Oh uh, man, uh, I've got two that is probably I've got two that's probably fifteen years old, um, still perfectly fine. They they got a long they they got a long lifespan pretty much. Um, I've got. Uh, like I said, I got two that I started with. They're registered um, Palominos. Um, I've they've been here for for fifteen years, you know, and they you can't even you don't even know they're that old right now, you know. So I really don't know. Uh, 
they've I've been around some of the same, you know, some of the same ones for 15, 20 years, and they ain't showed a bit of age or nothing, you know. Uh, so I don't really know. Huh. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. Does he feed them? Does he feed the poo to his worms? I guess. That's oh yeah. The next question. Oh yeah. And I tell you something else. I like to do with the horse manure. Is just take the tractor or bobcat and take it and pile it up somewhere in the shade. Leave it for a year. It'll shrink down almost to nearly nothing. You'll think it's gone, but you can go over and get you a few buckets full. But it's it's good stuff. Um, I actually had I used all, I'm I've used all the manure for the last fifteen years. I stay caught up on it pretty much, and I had to go get some off of a friend this past year that raises big horses. Uh, they're uh, like uh, show horses and stuff, and. Dude, he told me, he said, I've been throwing it over at bank for 25 years. I was like, that sounds great. And I went up there and I hauled like, I got a little ton dump truck and I hauled like 10 loads of it, Eagle. <laughs> you, When I jump over the bank down there to where it was at, I, I'd sink up to my knees. It was just so soft and green clover growing in it. Oh, man, I I, I hauled every bit of it home for it, you know, because believe it or not, the chickens get something out of that too, man. Like when I first bring my horse manure in, I put it in all my chicken cages and let them break it down. They get something out of it, man. That's one been one of my secrets for many years is, you know, put them on the horse manure. Uh, they get a whole different feel to their feathers and stuff when you're holding them. Uh, I've had people tell me it's from the studs, you know, the hormones or whatever, but dude, they, it does something for them. Uh, like literally, I don't know what, but after they break it down into a fine dust, then I'll go in and take my shovel and clean it all out. And that's when I take it to my worms or, you know, cause it'll have chicken manure in it too. But I take it to my worm bins or even my compost piles, you know, uh, either one. But uh, like the like the horse manure I told you, my, I scored over there that that guy had been throwing over that hill for like 25 years it was ready to go like uh it was already broke down it was yeah you could you could put i swear you could fill a 20 gallon pot eagle and you could run, you could pack it in there and you could run your arm to the bottom of the pot it was so i mean it was just loot uh, it was awesome dude <laughs> i've still got a big pile out here i've got plenty of heck plenty of it but yeah definitely try to use everything you know uh I'm I'm about an hour away from any town or anything, uh, and uh, you know it gets tough sometimes. You can't just run and grab something, you know, every time you need something. What works? I do works. know the feeling. What kind of fish does uh what kind of fish do you catch up there i guess would be your next question man uh this river here where i'm at it's full of smallmouth um smallmouth bass trout red eyes uh, catfish uh, 
suckers, hogfish, uh, dude, there's all sorts of fish here where I'm at, you know. Um, and actually, the creek that runs by my through my farm hit like one mile being long enough to be a river. And, uh, you know, uh, it's a creek actually. It is full of smallmouth and red eyes, uh, and, you know, hogfish, suckers, stuff like that. But, uh, when I go 45 minutes down the road, I can actually get into the big river, you know, Cumberland River, Kentucky River, either one, uh, same distance. I can bet either one of them. Uh, super good, you know, wade fishing, kayaking stuff. And actually, uh, Eagle, uh, it's, well, I mean, I'll tell you sometime, but they, there's all kinds of interesting stuff around. You know what I mean? Uh, all kinds of interesting stuff. Uh, like a lot of, a lot of old towns and stuff. You know what I mean? Just a lot of like prehistoric history and scenic stuff and awesome, awesome stuff. Awesome. Sounds like a great place to be, man. Hopefully, <laughs> but American one would like to know about turkeys. Uh, does he or anyone else breed turkeys? You breed turkeys? No, but there's these tons of wild turkeys here. My, my hay bottom stays full of turkeys. Like today when it was raining, there was probably 25 or 30 over in one of these hay fields we, we cut earlier. Uh, they they get where we cut that hay, I guess they it drops stuff or something, seeds or whatever. But dude, there's tons of wild turkeys here. Uh, I mean, like literally a lot of them. There's a lot of game, all game here, you know, where I'm at. Uh, dude, nowadays people's too lazy to hunt or on drugs, you know, and they don't hunt. And that's one part about good about being a hunter here is like there ain't a whole lot of people hunts, you know. A lot of people rides around their vehicle and hunts, but actually hunting, there ain't a whole lot of people hunts. Uh, it's like coons. I, I coon hunt a lot and bear hunt. I run a lot of bears with dogs. Uh, there's more bear than the are coon down here, Eagle, believe it or not. Uh, that's how crazy it is. But uh, like I said, I've got a lot of people into the coon hunting and stuff. But like literally we started hunting bears because the bay was more bears than it was coons, you know. That's kind of crazy think about <laughs> yeah these so-called sanctuaries they got for them you know what i'm saying they got these certain places that they mark off as a sanctuary and dude the bears is multiplied like it's you know what I'm saying? they they thick they real thick and they take a lot of food from everything else, I think, you know. And elk, there's a lot of elk around here, you know. Um, but I think the bear is pushing the elk out because the bears eat so much of what the elk eats, you know. Uh, like wherever there's a lot of bears, the elk won't hang around, you know. It's crazy. But white-tail deer, like, man, I, I'm i a bow hunter. Like, it almost about as crazy as I am about cannabis, but not hardly, but I'll show you, send you some pictures of some mounts and stuff, but uh, I got this whole holler, dude, uh, like my mom's side of the family owned part of it, and then 
uh, I leased the other part and I got a whole holler that, you know, well, I've been managing for whitetail deer for about 11 years and uh, it's just unreal what some deer hunting, you know what I'm saying? I got some really nice whitetail deer hunting around, around too, you know. Uh, super good spots. But I like to fish Sounds like too. You, got it. you had a pretty wholesome life over there, man. Sounds like you've had a hey, pretty wholesome life. Man. I've been blessed, brother. I really have good people. You know what I'm saying? Doing people right and being good to people. And uh, you get paid back for it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I've been blessed, dude. I tell you the truth straight up, I've been blessed. I fell into the game foul pretty much, but I've been blessed, you know, all the way around. Uh I really have uh, done. He, he, I can't complain. You know what I mean? Uh, it was good, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it's anymore though. You know, uh, I never thought I'd leave, but anymore, you know, like, like say, if something don't happen soon on the legal deal or federal or whatever, uh, I'm either moving to Virginia or Oklahoma. One, you know. Uh, one of the two, if they don't, you know, uh, do something. But uh, I think Virginia will be like, like in two years, I think they'll be legal. And uh, it won't be, it, it's 30 minutes from my hometown, you know, so that should work out perfect. Hope it does. Hope it does. So how we doing? I mean, we're three, three and a half hours into it. How are you old? Are you up, kidding me? Three and a half hours? No, it's three oh. It's three oh six, man. I'm getting. We're getting Detective. older fast, bro. Look. Time's ticking fast. Man. <laughs> it don't feel like it's been an hour and a half, Eagle. Dang. That's what good. I'm telling That's you, good. good conversations and good cannabis does that, don't it? <laughs> It sure does, man. It sure does. Yeah, it does go by quicker than most, man. Yes. People, you know, I think if people get nervous. I think people get nervous pre, you know, pre-show about you know what, how it's gonna go. But man, it's it, it always goes so easy. I, I I often wonder why people get. Dude, so I, I was having stuff. I'm telling you. uh I was having stomach flare-ups. I got a little nervous myself, you know, uh, just all the way around. I was like, oh, 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 I'm getting a little nervous, you know. But, uh, heck, that, that's amazing, dude. But I, I've watched you so long. I, I, that's what I told my wife today. I said, heck, I feel like I've known Eagle, you know what I mean? I said, hell, I've watched him for so long. I said, hell, I, I feel like I know him, you know what I mean? Uh, I said, I can talk to him because I feel like I know him, you know, hell. Yeah, it's flew by, dude. It's been a great Surely. night, man. And I'm, you know, I'm sincerely hoping that uh, you do take me up on the rabbit hole. You know, yeah. Sounds like you watch quite a bit. There's no reason not to jump in and uh, say hello and smoke, man. It's uh, right. it helps build the community, man. It really does. Hundred percent. Um, it plays a lot of mornings, you know what. Uh, Drinking coffee, 
you know, sitting there and I'm, heck, I ain't doing nothing else. No way. Like you said, getting medicated and getting my coffee in me, you know, uh, heck yeah, I'll definitely check in with you. Uh, I, I'm telling you, uh, I like to see, yeah, it, it's amazing, dude. Uh, I like seeing other people's grows and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Heck, uh, I've learned a lot, dude. Uh, heck I've learned a lot off of your show. You know what I mean? Uh, I take that stuff in, you know, cipher on it. Uh, yeah, I learned learned a lot from this show. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah. So anything that uh, yeah, I'll run the well dry on uh, things to ask, man. But uh, is there anything you'd like to say before we wind this up? You want to? You want to get a wormhole going? Maybe pop yeah, into that and uh, hang out without some, some others? Buddy, that'd be fine. Be great. Um, that'd be fine. Uh, I'll get used to the bathroom and get my stuff ready. Anytime you get your stuff together, well, I'll stop in and say hello, whatever. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Ain't so, you know, I can't let you go without... Can't let you go without getting that sound bite, my friend. You should have seen that one coming. Okay. Uh, what episode are we on now? 334. Can you believe it, man? Dude, that, that's, that's almost a year, in it? And it seems like three months, literally, when I found your channel. You know what I mean? Uh, about three months ago, I started watching it, and now, daggone, that... that Time don't wait on nobody, does it, buddy? It never stops ticking, that's for sure. Whew. No, Dang. No. Goes by fast. But, uh, well, let's see. Uh, how, I don't know. You Tell me how you how you say it there now, and uh, and I'll, I'll let me know here. Goes, you know, something close to this. It doesn't have to be this, but hey, this is Eagle Gardens, and I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle, episode three thirty four. Please check it out. You can add whatever you want to okay. it, spin it off however you want, but something close to that. Got you, bro. You ready? I'm ready, friend. Okay. This is Jones Form on Talking Shit with Eagle, episode three thirty four. Everybody, y'all be safe. Take care. Keep them growing. See you. Thank you, my friend, man. And I can't thank you enough, man, for coming out and hanging out, buying the community another night of hanging out oh, and meeting, in my opinion, one great dude, man. So I can't thank you enough. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in a few minutes, man. Hey, buddy, I thank you for letting me be on. I, heck, I thank you for even doing this, you know, uh, letting us learn and, and talk about stuff and this and that. Uh, it's, uh, hey, it's right up my it's it's right up my alley, you know what I mean? That, that 365, that's all I think about, <laughs> you know what I mean? But thank you a lot, buddy, and I'll keep in touch with you. See, see you in a little bit. All right, have a good one. Thank you, my friend. You too. Well, that does that, that wrap up this one, 334. 
he was a good one what a great dude uh so hopefully you guys will follow over to the wormhole come hang out give me maybe five ten minutes tops tops we'll be back here and get the wormhole going thank you so much again for hanging out and hey following me and everyone else through this journey it's uh man i love what i do man i love what i do you guys all make that happen so that's why i can't thank you enough so hopefully you'll do the same use the restroom fill that tray come hang out in the wormhole love you guys you guys know the the deal if you're not going to come hang out please do something nice for somebody random acts of kindness to save lives i love you guys i'll see you in a minute